Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience. <laughs> you were about to say throwback edition. <laughs> throwback edition. Back in time. Isn't it so weird? Isn't it so weird that we each could spot that, Simon, just from doing 60 throwbacks? Like, I knew where he was going. All yeah. Right. Uh, it's just I got I got my notes done how Simon did. So I was like, I am so prepared today. They're knocking out of the park. All right. Let's run that back. Okay. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, the birthday boy, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What's going on, y'all? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, we're then going to talk about each guest, give our opinions, the talking points, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, how was your week? Oh, buddy. Happy birthday, first off. Thank first you. First and foremost. Thank you. And um, I had a great week, but first, I, I've got to say hello and welcome to the new listeners. And um, let them know that we have a Patreon. And every week at the top of the show, I read off the Patreon if there are any new Patreons. And this week is no different. So I want to give a big shout out to Brendan Waterman. Thanks. <laughs> Come on down. Brendan. What's up, Brendan? Thanks welcome welcome the to the team. And Cheers, thank you buddy. to all the uh, existing and former patrons, of course. You mean the yes. world to me. Shout outs to Andy uh, King. Andy King just joined and he's already messaged me a few times. Send me a birthday message today. That's nice. Oh, well, thanks, I found Andy. out it was your birthday through Andy King. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel horrible. And no, I feel like he, you and Auntie are closer than us. He told us last week it was his birthday. Kamara, listen, week. in his defense, Kamar had a busy week, a lot going on. You know, give the guy a break. We're old. No one cares about a guy's birthday. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? Kamar is notorious. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Birthdays. I knew that was coming. I'm okay. actually known. It's sort of my thing. <laughs> You're like Ari Shafir when someone dies, right? I, but I just forget they were, were alive. Um, no, I had a good week. I had my second uh, court date, but I'll talk about that more in the post, Joe. What I want to talk about, though, is, uh, you know, Simon, I've been jonesing for Yellowstone. For a new season, you mean, because you binge-watched the first three. Uh, you know, Matt, now it's anything to horses in Montana and the wide <laughs> open. You <know? laughs> Have you watched so, Brokeback Mountain like four times this week? Well, yeah, but I found this documentary, which is great because it's about these four young guys who um, want to take some adopted uh, Mustangs from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. So through Arizona, Utah, Wyoming, and Montana. I take so, so they want to drive. They want to ride the horses all the way to Canada. Ride the horses the whole way, like old school. Wow! And uh, and so it fulfilled like the visuals. It's just, it's just amazing. But um, 
was sort of boring because it's about these four guys and their ordeal. I mean, it's not easy. It took four months. But the the surprise on top is the one head guy is like the whole all I want to do is get my the four of us are over the border and these horses there. That's all he talks about the whole thing. And then partway through there's some horses die because they get injured in the um That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. He's like, you know, now I can't get the horses there, but at least the four of us are going to make it. And after four months, one of the guys gets so fed up with the lead guy, he quits a mile away from the border just to spite the guy. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Out of this, like, nobody um, documentary, but it just made my week. Like, he is the biggest dick on the planet. Simon, how was my week? Simon, how was your week? My week was okay, Matt. Thanks. I um, watched um, Friday because they've put it back on or put it on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, I haven't watched it in, God, I don't even know how many years. And Did I say last week they all got paid $4,500 for it? Really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. No residuals either? Okay. Anyway, so watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, this was such a huge part of my, like, high school, you know? we I must have watched that movie a thousand times. More, you know? Just so many times. Yeah. Then I started thinking, like, um, whether kids today have that same kind of, like... Yeah, they do. They do? Okay. But that's not... that, That wasn't the crux of it. I found a lot of holes in Friday. Oh, here we go. A lot of plot problems. And, and um, the first one is the thought. Fa- okay, so you know when um, Smokey has to go to the bathroom really yep. bad yep. right yep. at the beginning? Yeah. So, okay, let me start this off before that. So Craig wakes up. He does all his shit. The dad leaves. He goes to work. He's a dog catcher, right? Yeah. Okay, then maybe an hour later, Smokey has to go to the bathroom and he runs to his house. The door's locked. The first place he checks for some reason is back at Craig's house. The dad answers the door. He's eating a sandwich. Okay, when did he get home? When did he get home? Okay, then not long after that, like... If we're following like the succession of time, an hour later, he's now in bed with a bite on his ass, the dad. Yeah. And he's making Craig get him the ice. At what point did he have time to get bit by the dog? I really love that you're breaking the plot of Friday down like it's Inception. (laughs) But wait, something else, another time thing. So it's six o'clock at night. First of all, pitch black at six o'clock at night in the summer. Weird. But Smokey's trying to find the money and he goes into Felicia's house there to try and steal it from Debo. They're both fast asleep at six o'clock. Well, I mean, hold on. Debo's like a street running dude. Like he might wake Do up at seven. Do we know it's the summer? Because it's in California. Oh, touche, Kamar. 
Okay. Fi- fi- that that only solves whether it's dark or not, though. He's still no. asleep at six, and the dad got bit in the ass and went to work without ever actually going to work, apparently. A lot happens in Compton, brother. <laughs> but great movie. Great movie. <laughs> what about this one? Um, you guys know the Bourne series? Yeah. The first one is Jason Bourne. Yeah. He just so happens to be seen by a guy on the back of a fishing boat throwing us some shells. Like, if that guy doesn't see him, there's, there's no, no movie. movie whatsoever. <laughs> it's pretty happenstance. Well, How I'm... was your week, Matt? Uh, my week was fine. It was Mary's birthday uh, on Friday. So, I don't know. We uh, we ate a lot of food we probably shouldn't have this week. But that's really it, Kamara. There's nothing. That we're, in, we're fucking locked down. Like, we didn't do jack shit. Do you, yeah, this is a weird Super Bowl. Do you weird? Do you think it's good that you guys' birthdays are close together? Get it all out of the way, or would it be nice to have them spread out? No, it's very nice because there's yeah, all there's. I, think it is. I gotta be honest. There's one day in between the sixth, and that's usually when we just celebrate both of them. You know what I mean? We don't. There's no. And usually, Kamar, if it wasn't a pandemic, we would go away. We don't really like how our, long. Sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, you're usually in America by now. Yeah. How long into your relationship did you find out that you guys were born so close together? No, we knew before we started sleeping together. Oh, you were friends? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that's absolutely adorable. Oh, thanks. That's yeah. the kind of romance you can't write. It's true, huh? It's nice. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Do we want to get into the uh, Joe Rogan week? Oh, do we ever. All right. You want to run down what the a list? Week. <laughs> what a week. What a week. Back to three guests in a week, which I think we should write a letter and say, like, Joe, this is what works best for us. I don't know about you, but since you're pre-taping them, three a week would be much more appreciated. We start off with, I mean, what does he not do? 1605, Mark Smith. This should have been an MMA. I'm done saying that, uh, but you asked me in a text thread, so we'll get to that. Agreed. Uh, 1606, <laughs> uh, ex-con, current comedian, Ali Sadiq. <laughs> then, if things could not get any better, 1607, Fahim Anwar, what's going AKA on? Lance Cansonopoulos. <coughs> what's what's going on? Lance Cansonopoulos? What do you mean? What happened? That's his alter ego, but uh, oh. this is like laced with sarcasm. Come on. 100%. No, no. I, I liked everyone, but uh, of course, Fahim just reinforced my... Prejudice. Towards comedians or Indians? <laughs> Towards dark-skinned comedians. He didn't like the guy who, uh, remember? No. Well, no, he already fell. This guy's already been I don't on. don't like nerds. This guy's already like been nerds. on, and Kamar shot on him before. I remember that. And we'll break it down. We'll just get into it. Okay. You, you don't like nerds. They just all happen to be non-whites. I mean, there's correlation. Maybe there's not. I don't know. No, no. I love Jamar Neighbors. Jamar Neighbors black. wasn't a nerd. Not oh, brown. you guys! You guys see that much color, eh? I see. I don't see. I color. I don't see any color. I'm, we're talking about you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate the week as we normally do. We'll uh, start with. I don't think Simon's prepared. We'll start with Kamar. What do you rate? The week uh you know, it's, it's weird. It's easier when there's three in a week. I give it. I give it. I rate it three. I rate it three. Yeah, I'm gonna match that three. It was cusp, cusp, borderline three and a half, but. A three is fair. And you know how, like, you're afraid someone's going to hit you, like, when you flinch? I was flinching on Saturday. Like, something's going to come. Something's going to come. 
can't all be caught up by now, but nothing nothing materialized. I'm going to give two threes and a one and a half. So Ooh, I like what I hear. I like what I hear. Two threes and a one and a half. So that's seven yeah. and a half divided by three. I don't know. You're That's like a two for you, Simon. It's a three. It's not a three. It's a two. <laughs> I mean, it's probably closer to two and a half, realistically. I think it's like 2.34 something, but whatever. Well, let's go with 2.3. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Kamar, we're waiting for you, buddy. Who's the first guest? 1605, Mark Smith. This guy's no, really, anyone... really jack Sorry, of all trades, this guy. Yeah, to anyone who doesn't listen to this show and just listens to us, he is currently an airline pilot, MMA referee, judge, trainer, corporate health and wellness advocate, former F-16 pilot, and he's also a member of the Thunderbirds. And a single parent. And that's the only anomaly I found with this guy. Other guy, otherwise, this guy's just perfect in every way. Keep in by mind. His, go ahead, Simon. I was just quickly by his resume, you would think this would have been a really interesting episode. And yet, dot dot dot. <laughs> Not so. <laughs> well, but as you pointed out before, Matt, this should have been an MMA. Do you think if we eliminated a lot of the fight talk? I mean, it would have been a shorter podcast or we could have gone into some different areas. I mean, it was necessary because that's what he does. If you eliminate the fight talk, this is a 25-minute episode. Yeah. Maybe my About math is a bit boring, off. The boring parts of being a fighter pilot. like. Well, what's crazy well, is he worked at Area 51. Did you, see, did you see aliens? Have you seen a UFO? Where's that question? Well, he would, he would say, I cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah, I, I think that's what he said. Talking. Right off the bat, that just soured Simon on well, him. Let me say this, though. Here's what sours me on all these guys. This is what I hate, is, like, they have this, like, I'm sworn to secrecy, can't release any info. But he so flippantly was like, I may have gone to 50,000 feet in this fighter jet. I can't confirm or deny it, but was basically confirming it. You know what I mean? Like, that sort of stuff drives me crazy. Just Actually, say, that, 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 that is something you could have been called out for. Like, just say you did it. I... Do you really think the government's going to be like, that's classified information that you went over 50,000 feet? Either way, you're on Joe Rogan alluding to the fact that you did it. So it just seems odd to me. But like, this guy is, sorry. Go ahead, come on. It's all good. But this this guy is a follow the rules nerd, if there ever one was. Yes. If there ever was <laughs> one, you know what I mean? <laughs> if there ever one was. Um... Yeah, I just found this episode, like, incredibly dull. I, I couldn't have been more nonplussed. And when I sent you that message, Matt, like, do you think this should have been an MMA? Yeah. I had gotten about five minutes in, and it wasn't really MMA-ish. And I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe this is going to work out. And then... Well, that's the you thing. You spoke too soon. They eased into the MMA. Like, it wasn't right mm -hmm. away, but then it was all MMA. And, Kamar, I wanted to point out, when you were giving this guy's resume at the beginning, a lot of people can be MMA referees at, like, a lower level. This guy's a fucking, like, the highest level of MMA referee. Yeah, uh, well, listening, I was thinking that's a unique experience. There's only how many um, high-level uh, UFC MMA referees. Well, that's... Like, is, is it, the dinner would not be a, a huge room full of people. No, God, the UFC, like I can name, you know, 
I can name off the top of my head like the seven guys that they regularly use, and there's really no one else. There's the no nonsense Keith Peterson, um, who Dom who uh, Dom hates. There's this guy. There's the guy with the Viking beard, um, Jason Herzog. There's the guy with the tattoos. Yeah, the, Herzog is the little guy. That's no nonsense, Keith Peterson. He's got the tattoos. Oh. The guy that Dom hates. But like I said, there's right now, Kamar, there's like working for the UFC. There's probably only five or six like roster refs. Do you guys feel like they should all be uh, on the podcast? Or once you've heard one MMA ref, you've heard them all? Unless you're Big John McCarthy, I don't want to hear from he's, you. He's, he's been on, though. I know, and it was a great episode. They talked about like him being a cop, and it was good. <laughs> well, I feel... And I mean, that was Herb's been on as well. Ago. Herb's been on as well, I think. Yeah, and I didn't like that episode. No, that was a good one because it was right after that controversial decision with Robbie Lawler and Askren. So that was a mm. that was okay because it was at least he brought him on for like a, a specific reason too, like to discuss you know that sort of thing. Um, I wouldn't mind like someone like Keith Peterson. He seems like he might be interesting. He's like tatted up. He never says shit. John Anik posted a video last week of Bruce Buffer trying to small talk Keith Peterson in the ring. And Annex giving live commentary to Bisbing. He's like, he's like, I don't call him no nonsense for no reason. He's like, I don't think Buffer knows. And you can see him like, like just not having any of Bruce Buffer, which is fucking weird. But anyway, the epitome of indifference. Yeah. Just doesn't give a fuck. Who do you keep saying doesn't like that guy? Dom? Dominic Dom Cruz. Remember? Oh, that's the guy he called out. Yeah. Dominic Cruz. Like he smelled like booze when he stopped my fight. <laughs> <laughs> right yes which i think yeah, is hilarious yeah, yeah. that I doesn't sound very professional i didn't know that was him yeah that's him anyway I mean, i'll say listening to this podcast and then watching the fights last night it took me out of it because every time i was like hey is that guy and trying to see his technique whatever um but you were more focused on the refs than the fighters <laughs> well you can only see his feet but yeah um that being said he did fly uh, F-15s, which is pretty cool. Did he and fly? Is, is the F-15 the one that takes off vertically? No, no. That's, that's the, the Raptor, the right? F-22. F-15 is a uh, Top Gun plane, isn't it? Yeah. F-15 is a Top Gun plane, and that's what we're doing for the movie game. Wow, oh, good one. Shit. shit. That was quick. Right We've never right done away. the movie game this early. I just I was so unprepared. Because there is a Top Gun 2 coming out uh, in the summer, they're thinking. I don't know if it'll change because of uh, COVID. But it's a movie game right off the bat where Matt Simon go head-to-head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it costs to make, and how much it made in the box office, according to Wikipedia. I will, but, say, um, I, I will say this. They this talked about... Well, oh, no, just uh, this isn't a complaint, but it, it dawned on me. The further back we go for the movie games, the bigger advantage Simon has. Somewhat, but it, you guys are always wrong anyways. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible. No, no, but Simon, I'm just saying that the things like anything that's late 80s, you have a much better chance at because of my age. Like, you know what yes. I mean? If you're five years older than me, that actually makes that much bigger a difference mm. in that just in that little range again i'm complaining about nothing it's a game where there's no, no prize both and we don't you care. guys have horrible movie inflation yes because we because yeah. we jump back and forth and one movie costs this many millions and then that one costs that much that's neither here nor there today um it's interesting that in the last like he episode, said whoa go ahead 
in the last episode, they talk about hot shots, pop de. Yeah. Wait, wait. Charlie Sheen landing on his knees. Yeah. Anyways. Did you guys, like uh, said, were you guys big fans of any of the Naked Guns or anything like that? I love All those movies. Oh, Why are you All sideways it. now, Matt? I'm trying to I'm trying to put do not disturb on my phone because I'm getting texts and it's interrupting the fucking podcast. One of his 700 texts he's going to get today. Mm. No, you know what's funny is I, it's really quickly. I woke up the other day and I told you I missed 69 texts. I've gotten like four texts today. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know what the fucking go. discrepancy there is go. there. Back to earth thus, but I love silly ridiculous movies all the way from uh, Top Secret. <laughs> oh, Top Secret is one of my favorite. Oh, we've talked about this already. We have. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, your sure movie game. That. Let's do this. But like he said, uh, fighter pilots are the biggest dicks in the world. You've never the shit. You've never what, Simon? Y- y- you've never seen Top Secret, Maddie? Well, I'm. Who's in it? This oh, is deja vu. Yeah, Haven't we've I done seen this. you somewhere before? <laughs> yeah, we Kay. gotta put it on his list. Let's go. Kay. I don't know if it holds up. Where did he oh. go? Just give it me a holds sec. up. I told you, I'm just trying to put Do Not Disturb on so I can not be disturbed. I haven't watched Top or um, Top Secret in, fuck, I, I want to say like 25 years. Makes sense. What year do you think Top Gun came out in? Um, <clears throat> I'm ready. I have... Uh, uh, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. I have 88. Yeah. I have 83. Oh, boys. 1986, you were hovering. Fuck. You were hovering in a holding pattern Fuck. over the aircraft carrier, but you could quite land it. Okay, this is a really very tough difficult one. one. And very I'm difficult. I'm going to tell you why before we start. Because most movies that require this amount of firepower, let's call it, um, it's really expensive, but this movie was used as a tool for the U.S. government, so I'm not sure. It's They might have done it all for free. I don't even know. That's a super interesting point, Simon. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to take a guess. Fuck. I'm just throwing something out there here. I'm totally and those planes are like shitbags compared to the F-22 he was talking about. I don't know if you got went on the internet to watch it, but it's crazy, that plane. Yeah, but they can nuts. only go for like 15 minutes? It sounds sort of stupid. No, because they're on aircraft carriers, and they don't need, and they can re-fucking fuel up top. It's not, I don't know. Oh, they go as fast as possible, but you just think about it. If 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 the world falls apart, planes fall apart pretty quickly after, soon after. I mean, again, if the world falls apart, you know, it's like Joe was talking about his uh, his forerunner for the apocalypse. And how it has such a big gas tank. And I was like, that's all fine and good. But once that gas tank is done, or let's say you get lucky enough where it's the apocalypse, and you fill it up three times. Like when it hits the fan, Kamar, we're all fucked. I'm sure Joe has some super tanker that he's oh, of course. building somewhere. Oh, he's in Texas. Just he probably just owns an oil field now. All right, Simon, you look <laughs> Simon, you look very uh verklempt about first, this. Matt. Okay. It's your birthday, you go first. <clears throat> so can I give you some logic here too? Sure. Show me your math. All right. Well, a couple above here, since we've been doing this remote, I have the earliest movie I have on my list is Batman Returns, which came out in 1992. And it had a budget. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I'm uh, I have to edit this. No, it's fine. Batman had a budget of 80 million. 
in 92. So I said Top Gun 40 million and it made 240. But I think I'm well, way off. I'm way well, off no, on the we're, budget. We're, we're really close in our guesses. And my guess is because I think that they got all that shit for free. I said 35 million to make and it grossed 285. Simon did not listen to himself good enough, though. <laughs> the budget ah. for Top Gun was $15 million. Ah, And Holy it all went to fuck. Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. And it made $356 million. Ah, fuck. I was right on the right <laughs> path, man. But My it was logic totally, was sound. It was a totally a promotional video for the yeah. uh, Air Force to recruit. And if you think about it, there's nothing besides the couple flying scenes. Yeah. Like it's very low budget. Like and, and a listen, couple classrooms, a volleyball court. If you don't think there is some coincidence or irony in the fact that Tom Cruise is now doing this again with the space, with the space, <laughs> the space movie, he's doing a movie in space, right? Where it's all live. What do you well, mean live? Well, like they're filming it in space? Is that what you're saying? They are filming it in outer space. That's possible. And it's like, uh, it's a thing that's being done by NASA, I believe. And it's all like a giant push, I believe, to recruit people for the Space Force. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy shit. But I got to ask you, I got to ask theory. you, what, like if that's your theory, Apollo 13 was a movie in space where that they filmed mostly in the Vomit Comet. So it looked like they were in zero gravity. Why, why bother going up to space to film this? It's the promotion of it all. And we're now getting ready, I guess, like to... The audacity. Like, guess, why, sure. did they, why did they have Tom Cruise do Top Gun? Was it because they were getting ready to fight a war? That's interesting. The Gulf War, I think, was right after it. Exactly. No. So it was more like 10 years after it. Yeah. It, enough time to recruit people into the military. So maybe in the next 10 years, we're going to see a war in space. And they're going to need to recruit people for it, either against aliens or against another country. Walk on down to Gorky Park. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> have, you guys ever, have you guys ever been to an air show? Yeah, of course. It seems I, like a good idea. It seems like a good idea till you're there and you're like, well, wait a second. These those these are planes. Like, you know, he said they make sure they never fly into the crowd. Yeah. But still shit can go wrong. Well the it's not I, like when cars are on the ground or some sort of show like that. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. It's kind of ironic, Kamar, you're right, that like Normally, you wouldn't be able to get anywhere near a plane taking off or landing or fly. But like at air shows, they're just kind of like, just get near the runway. You know what I mean? Like, And it's funny. I was at one and there was this guy talking about how the Italian Air Force, he basically needed a heartbeat to get in it. Like, it's very easy. And they have the most crashes. And Joe alluded to the last show he went to Italy, there was a crash. Like, it's sort of their thing. They have to crash. It's like in their mandate. We have to crash one per air show. I mean, I don't want to laugh about it because it's usually if someone crashes in a plane, they die. But there's always a ejection. Uh, one thing that helped us with uh, Mark Smith, he confirmed the Earth is round. As you said before, Matty went up to 50,000 feet and can see the curvature of the Earth. He's in on it. Oh, Are you a flat earther now? What's going on here? <laughs> Unbelievable. The flopper is flipping. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh... 
there's almost a Matrix moment when Jamie brought up the four guys that are paying to go up there. Yeah. For $55 million. Yeah. But did you see on Friday there was a SpaceX crash? <laughs> no. I didn't see the that. The shuttle, you know how it you know how it sort of strains out? The thrusters go out and it re-lands? Yeah. Well, it, it just kept it going just into the ground. Down. Oh. And blew up huge. And it cost them like $300 million. If I was about to be going up to the space station, I wouldn't want to know about that. Does that make you think, though, that at least it's real and they're not just showing you fake footage every time there's like a SpaceX launch? No, because I've seen Elon. Well, no, Simon, SpaceX released. They've released all the videos of them trying to land that thing. Like their first three rockets crashed and it nearly bankrupted the company. They needed the fourth one to land or they were fucked and it landed. That car in space, that was real for sure. Right, Matt? The car in space? I don't fucking know. Who cares? It's all what do you, fake. What do you say? Oh, it's all fake? Okay. What was interesting, what he mentioned is there is no space program without Russia right now, right? Right. And so Russia could just say no if they wanted to be a dick. Conceivably. Yeah. Because like, they own the space station? Is that what you mean? I, I thought everyone has to leave from Russia to get to the space station. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. They were just talking about how you need Russia and everyone's over there. And it seems well, like, do, does that just reinforce for you, Kamar, that like, um, maybe all of the hostility is for show and people are just more friendly than we're led to believe it, like it, countries. It, it's like that. Obviously that's the case. Well, Simon, I think it's like a pretty big bargaining chip. It's yeah. kind of like when you see those, sorry, Matt, when you see those pictures of um, like presidents years later and they're like best friends, well, but they're on opposite sides. And, you know, you just see that they end up in business together. They're, it's all one team. It's posturing. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that, that's what it made me think. Because Russia could be have people by the balls if they wanted to. I mean, I look at it differently. I look at it like, obviously, governments go at each other. But I feel like scientists within countries, astronauts, you know, physicists, whatever, they are always trying to collaborate and work together. They don't really care what country you're from. Unless maybe you're a well, state-sponsored scientist, in which case... Like, think about the guy from Icarus. You know what I mean? He was doing wild shit for the Russian government and then, you know, didn't really want to be. And wanted to work with, like, I don't know. I just don't think it's as cut and dry as, like, uh, he's Russian. They're not good. I didn't want to bring this up, but it's so off topic. I just will. Uh, did you see the report that the uh, Russian vaccine is the most effective? Which just makes sense. They've been fucking with people's bodies for the longest. And they deal with the cold so they can keep it well. Well, it, it doesn't need the cold as much as the other ones. And they were devel- it developed in August. Interesting. Well, it we can't get we can't get any vaccines, so I think we'd settle for the Russian one at this point. I just thought that was interesting when it came out. It was like, yeah, right, that's going to be good, and now it's found out it's the most effective. But they've been doing so much manipulation of human bodies; it only makes sense. Um, I, mean, I thought it was funny when Joe was asking him how to become a referee, how hard it is, and he's like, "It's a two day course." <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can you learn? But it's it's about. Have- Sorry. No, no, you can go on. It's about as hard as becoming a chiropractor. It's a two-day course. Yeah, it But seems I think it's way. more like 
I think it's more like you got to just pay your dues and refing for free and doing all this stuff. Then you take the course. Like we, none of us can become refs tomorrow after a two day course with Herb Dean. No, I think you could become a ref though, but you'd be refing like the shittiest MMA event in Quebec with like five people there and the worst fighters. You know what I mean? Like, I think you do that for years unless of course you're in a place like, you know, Vegas or LA or somewhere like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you, you guys would want to do that. I would never referee a fight. Fuck that. Me either. No one likes the referees. Have one of those guys angry at you. If you make a mistake, no fucking thanks. It's just a lose, lose in general too. Like the fucking think about the doctor that stopped that fight last year. He was getting death threats from UFC fans. And he's like, my job is to protect these people. Like the guy had a cut that would have been detrimental. I had to stop the fight. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's so weird. Did, did Joe ask him how much he made a year? No, I'd be interested that much. If he still has a full-time job, you see, then all the more reason why I would be like, yeah, fuck that gig, man. Oh, it's a passion project for sure. Let's keep in mind. We know what they pay the fighters. I imagine they don't pay the refs that much. Well, I know what they pay Joe, so maybe they pay like auxiliary people a lot of money and pay the fighters nothing. I don't know. I don't I, know what it's I wouldn't be surprised is. if each ref made like five grand an event. Now, he did come off as the type of guy you want refereeing a fight, though, eh? Yeah. He seemed honest. A cr- honest, a crazy attention to detail, super disciplined, like. I mean, listen, it's not an easy fucking job. I don't think refereeing anything is an easy job, but I, I imagine MMA um, is much more difficult. Like, even the, Joe brought up a good point, like something that I had never really thought of, and I just don't know if fighters do this, but like, you know, the fight-ending kidney punch that looks low. You know what I mean? You you fake the low blow, and they give you the five minutes, and then on the replay, it, it shows that it's just a clean kidney shot, but you've now had five minutes to recover, and maybe you go in and dust the guy. Like, those are tough... I know that doesn't but happen a lot, but the kidney is like on the side. How can you uh, make it seem like you got hit the ball? Fine. Maybe not a kidney shot, but even then, like, you no, but that's hit... what he said. And I didn't make sense. <clears throat> well, even then, like just any body shot, you know, any... a gut punch. Yeah. A gut punch you know? that looks low and that you, you know, you play up as low, but on, on replays, knocks the wind out of you. Sorry, Matt knocks the wind out of you. And then you have five minutes to catch your breath. I see what you're saying. Yeah, now keep in mind that doesn't happen a lot. Um, but and know, instant replay has been introduced, so that helped. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how that's actually going to help though. Like, you still stop the fight and go to a replay, and then make it like it's not good for the fans. It's a little bit better for the fighters, but but it is a risk to the fighter to know that you will be found out for pretending to get hit somewhere when you weren't hit. And it stops exactly what you're complaining about in this situation, Maddie. So I agree, but keep in mind, I also said it almost never happened. So I also found it weird. They were talking about the grounded fighter. Cause I find the grounded fighter rule. So fucking weird that like, if you just keep one hand on the ground, you can't be struck in the head. You know what I mean? By like a knee or, or a kick or anything like the second you raise that hand an inch, then it's good. Like, it seems like such a fucking arbitrary and weird rule. And we've seen it enforced, like, lately. I can't remember what fight it was recently where we saw it enforced. And, like, it seemed so questionable. Like, I don't know. So, you, theoretically, you could do, like, um, you know, one of those 
kicks like this, you know, where you have one hand on the ground and then you kind of cartwheel and the guy's not able to hit you back. I mean, at that point, I don't believe you're a ground fighter because you're uh, you're in the attack. Because your knees are off. Okay. Well, that too. Yeah, I believe it's I believe it's like uh, two knees and a hand. Mm. But that's it. Oh, the what, second... do th- what do you think the solution is, Matt? I mean, just let them kick them when they're you know a, a soccer kicks should be out. But like, if you have a guy against the fence and he's got one hand down and he's on his knees, how can you not knee the guy in the fucking face? Like, it's a and fight. You'll finish it fast. Yeah, well, that, it's a fight. I just, what are we doing here? Like, if it's a safety thing, like, if you can sit there and argue, like, those knees are, are excessively dangerous to the health of the fighter, then maybe. But, like, again, I feel like a soccer kick, when you watch those soccer kicks in the old pride, they seem overly violent. Like, overtly to the point where you're like, ah, this is this is almost like a snuff film versus a fight. Well, and you can kick somebody's head off, like... Dude, you could a- end up with some really bad graphics for your company, you know? The guy shouldn't put himself in that position, you know? No, it, it, it's a brutal blood sport. Simon just made a great point, though. The UFC, the UFC excuse me, spent years trying to build this brand and not be this, like, bare-knuckle, brutal. So there's something to that. Like, if you have a guy on his hands and knees getting soccer kicked, like, hoofed in the face by another fighter, it just seems less uh, dignified almost. You know what I mean? That's you not might you... as sorry. You might as well allow curb stomping. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm with you in in your. <laughs> the guy brings in a cement curb. <laughs> yeah. his, his manager Dude. throws a curb over you. Imagine if UFC fighters had finishing moves. It was kind of like WWE, like your your. Well, man. that Dan Henny guy does now. Well, everything was real. Everything totally real. But if you had a guy dazed, you took your opportunity. It was like a touchdown celebration, you know? Yeah. But I think that fighting basically is on Disney now. So I think they've achieved that. And I, someone would have to die for it to regress, right? No, because even then, people die boxing frequently. I think well, two ESPN fighters is owned by Disney, so it's here to stay. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that too. But keep in mind, let's also not forget that because Disney owns them, the UFC was going to throw an event early on in COVID and they got a call from head office, like the top, top, top brass saying you're not going through with this event and they had to cancel it. And you could tell that Dana for the first time in his career was like, shit, we took the bag and now I answer to someone, which is, you the know, man. yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was one thing interesting you talked about is how he was getting surgery and the doctor touched his vocal cords and he lost his voice. Yeah, that fucked me up. I want to know more about vocal cords. Well, there's actually the anesthesiologist. It's so sensitive, these little things in our body that we just like, just take it for granted. Yeah. Another mystery. And speak of the human body, he made me think about, at the end of the day, like spacecraft or whatever, on Earth at least, there's just a human limitation. What do you mean, to what we can build? I don't understand what you're saying. No, how a human being can sit in a craft going only so fast, moving in such a certain way. Well, I mean, G-force alone. Exactly. So, like, even if you have these alien ships that Simon's talking about that whip around the planet, a human couldn't fly in it unless it had something that blocks the gravity or something. If you, if, like, again, you're putting human limitations on something non-human. That 
logic only comes into play if it's something that was built by us. If it was something that was built from them, maybe they have like an external gravity thing that operates inside that ship. Well, but do you then, think they would protect humans? Kamar, you're not even using your own X Factor. Why not? The X and Factor. X Factor that's the X Factor AI one. in 50 oh. years could figure that shit out. Yeah. So. It yeah. will have to be. It'll have to be an X Factor. But just right now, we're, we're probably at a like standstill. What we can do. Drones are more effective than, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for, what capabilities hu- and stuff. for what humans can build, for sure. I mean, and that's not to say once you get out of Earth's gravity, the whole G-force thing changes. But, Kamar, we're always at our limitations, and we almost always take it a step further. So, you know, what we can't do now, we will probably be able to do in the future as long as we're around. I know there's I arguments against that. I guess what I'm saying that, but... is uh, X-Factor's on the clock. <laughs> yeah, you, I forgot to... That. I forgot to mention something about Friday, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Another Rewind! Pl- Yeah, another plot problem. Oh, here we go. Um, So the whole kind of premise of the movie is that they're trying to come up with $200 to pay Big Worm. Big Perm? Big Perm, you got it. Craig had gotten fired the day before on his day off, remember? How you get fired on your day off? The reason he got fired is because he went to pick up his paycheck. Yeah. And something happened. They accused him of stealing. But he should have still gotten his paycheck. Maybe he owed someone money. Maybe his dad takes his whole paycheck. For two weeks. Two weeks. He got two weeks of paychecks. I mean, it's the next day. You know what I mean? He should have at least $200. I just... I think what, what they Sorry. didn't mention... they should take away his Oscar. There's an underlying plot theme that was missed that, that hit the cutting room floor. Craig had a methamphetamine problem, Simon. Um, mm. and it was less than honest. It wasn't portrayed properly. Uh, they just didn't feel like it did the movie justice. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It was bad for the black Anyways, community. Back to the ref. No, I think we're so done yeah, with my, the ref. My only issue was that he, he he was saying, uh, you know, of all his accomplishments, one of the things he's proudest of is being a um, single parent. And now is he a single parent because of his dedication to all these other things, or? Well, I think that's, single that's the, doesn't single parent imply like she's not in the picture at all. Which yes. I, maybe he, maybe he's a widower. So yeah, that then too, I'd be yeah. like, oh my god, my my heart goes out. I'm so proud of you. But I wonder if he drove her away. Not that it matters, and not that Joe should ask that. But yeah, that's all I have for. Like you don't brag about being a single parent if you still have a wife and you're splitting custody. That's right? that's what I that's. My question was, I was saying yeah. it as a statement, but asking you guys at the same time. She's either dead or a deadbeat. To or me, he's to, unbearable. Yeah, it must be, must be. She'd have Simon, to me, custody. those are the options. I'm so glad I went yeah. past you. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 perfect. Because like you said, if she's just living in the LA Valley and splitting custody, then this guy's making false claims. Yeah, then that's the biggest, like, humble, weird brag of all time. Yes. I wrestled with it. I don't know why, but bouncing off you guys, I can sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, so we if, if he has full custody, and then it's going to affect the rating too. We might have to go back and change our rating for the episode. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I, it does. Unfortunately, uh, I looked it up. I tried to find something, but I couldn't. Hmm. Yeah, the UFC keeps that shit under wraps. <laughs> um, do we want to rate it then? We're done? Kamara, are we done? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I, my, that was my one little gossip shit, but Okay, well, Whatever. Simon gives it a one and a half. We already know that. 
Yeah, correct. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'll give it a two because I'm generous. Kamar? I give it a three. I thought it was actually quite interesting. Oh, that's the other thing. When they talked about why the calf kiffs are so effective, there's no place for the swelling to go. So you just become incapacitated. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was just interesting, more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Imagine but it if, should have been an MMA. I agree with you. Imagine if five years from now, the UFC like dev- almost devolved into just calf kicks. It became like one of those weird African sports where like they were just trying to shin kick. Like that was it. Well, or fly knees will become the thing. I don't know. Man. It's, <laughs> it's a crazy sport. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, let's move well, on. I- Every time somebody wins using something, everybody's like, oh, that's the future. You know what I mean? And then something else happens and something else becomes the future. I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Like, you know, we Jorge Masvidal crushed Ben Askren. You don't see a lot of r- running knees like that. The shoulder from Conor McGregor. I mean, low kicks. You're seeing that a lot now, actually. No, that was shoulder. only Conor. No, and Dustin Poirier was doing He was doing, doing it against it. Connor, though. It was almost Somebody like a fucking else. joke. It's a thing. Fine. No, the best is to be six foot seven and 250 pounds. That helps. And have legs like tree trunks. Yeah, that helps, too. All right, well, let's move on. Come on. 1606, Ali Sadiq. See, this Fresh is tough. This is tough. Do we take a break now or do we take a break after this one? Like, how long is Fahim Anwar going to be? Oh, I could shit as, on all day. As oh, long as Ali Sadiq, I think. No? No, I really like this episode. I could probably talk about this one a bit, but whatever. <laughs> well, I like them may... both. Okay. Yeah. There was a. There, oh, you asshole. There was enough of a pause there. You could do it either way, I think. Um,. Yeah, this guy was cool. I knew nothing about him, which is always the best when someone comes on. Yeah, I'd never heard of this guy. Um, you guys know. ever? Do you guys ever have a phase where you walked around without underwear? No. Commando, so to speak. No, I, I can't think of anything more uncomfortable sounding. Yeah, I wear a lot but, of denim. But you'll you'll walk around all day in your swim trunks. I don't walk around all day in swim trunks either. Not wait for you at the cottage. Well, That's, I just don't. I'm never all day in swim trunks. Let me also say though, walking around all day in swim trunks is not comfortable. Sitting in swim trunks is not comfortable. Uh, I usually cut that shitty fake underwear out. Oh, for sure. And then put like I usually wear boxers under swim shorts. And then if I'm going swimming, I'll drop the boxers. That's in. right. Yeah. Oh that, my god. You, That's you, right. you guys are aliens. No, I cannot wear those fucking banana hammocks made out of the fucking mesh. Mesh? It's terrible. Yeah. No, no, I wear board shorts, but they usually don't have built-in underwear. If there you they go. Did, board I shorts, I have boxers. Again, I'm not free-balling board shorts. Are you? I, I Yes, I am. Oh, my God. I have to be very careful this summer in the studio. Listen, I think Kamar had a commando phase. I think Kamar still goes commando. For sure, I had a commando phase. Oh, wait, hold on. I remember Kamar having a commando phase. I remember always seeing the crack of his ass. Kamar's probably commando right now. Kamar is commando right now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we'll get serious about commando. (coughs) I sleep naked. I don't. I guess maybe... That's full battalion. Battalion, yeah, that's Navy SEAL. I guess maybe like maybe once a week, maybe you you do sometimes, occasionally. I never sleep naked. Why would you want to sleep naked? Apparently, it's the healthiest way. 
for your body to regulate its temperature. But I, I go to sleep in boxers, so I don't see the yeah, difference. Yeah, just, just boxers, exactly. I just don't want my ugly dick flopping around and hanging. Like, no one needs... Simon has kids, hey, too, so... it's your birthday. You got a cute dick, man. <laughs> no, I don't, birthday or not. Um, it's more that it's just uncomfortable. Like, you end up with your cock in weird positions, and I roll around when I sleep. Okay, you like... guys, they're not walruses tearing off your dick on the rocks. Oh, you know what the other thing is, too, Kamar? Now that we have <laughs> Chico, now that I have the dog, like, he often crawls under the blanket, and the last thing I want is my dick flopping around, hitting the dog in the middle of the night. Like, that's just a fucking... Matt's flopping lath- sounds like it's a pretty big thing, though. Matt's lathering up with peanut butter before he goes to yeah. bed. Just my an- Just my anus. Gross. Okay, so we know it's one out of three for Commando. Um, he had some good comic stories. Oh my god, the Paul Mooney one, of my, one was fucking hilarious. One of my favorites was the Paul Mooney. Because this guy's an ex-jailbird, you know he's not taking shit. Like, in my dreams, if I was in that position to be co-headlining with Paul Mooney, I'd go check the room and not say anything. <laughs> but he's like, you know, fuck with me. I thought that was so funny. That, I don't remember the story. Enlighten me. So Paul Mooney, he's he's I guess Paul Mooney took him on tour with him, right? No, no. This is the key. They're co-headlining. Okay, they're co-headlining. And Paul Mooney so goes up opening. to him and pulls the power move. He's like, go count the room. And he was like, What? I'm not counting the room. And Paul Mooney, I guess like five minutes later, comes up and is like, Do you not count the room yet, motherfucker? And he's like, I'm not counting the room, Paul. And then ten minutes later, Paul comes back and is like, Still haven't counted the room, huh? And I guess the dude finally was like, listen, Paul, like I'm five minutes away from fucking knocking your head clear off your head. Your, no, your head he told someone shoulders. else. He told someone that else. That was right. Yeah. He went he up to another it, comedian. He didn't say yeah. to Paul Mooney's face. He said, if he asked me to do this one more time, I'm going to knock him out. Yeah. He's going to be and peaches the, and cream. The next time he came around, he was like, good show tonight. We'll have a good show tonight. Like he didn't apologize, but that was his apology. No, but he did. He hold said. on. No, no, no. He did say something to Paul, though. Because remember, he was like, after that, it got real tense, real tense. And then he's, and that's why Paul's apology was like, he walked into the room and was like, hello, Mary, or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> Clearly, I don't remember In the story. In any event. Yeah, it, it, it was a really funny story. And also the Rodney Winfield um, jo- joker story told was the best. Which one was that? When he's like, every time he comes off stage, he's like, that sucks, that sucks, that oh, sucks. Yeah. And then the one time he goes, you know, that wasn't bad, but those are jokes I told 30 years yeah. ago. So he has some really funny um, <clears throat> stories, and it is true what they're talking about. If someone says to you, just acknowledges like a better comic or a more experienced comic, they listen to your set, like they say something to you, like that joke you said that you fucked this up or something, it means the world. More than a, a civilian or a normal person. Well, I got to be honest. I've done two what barely legitimate comedy sets in my life. The second one, well, Kamar got them both for me. The second one was at a competition where I was judged by the owner, his girlfriend, a Canadian comedian who's been in the game forever, and then the the host of the place. And obviously after the show, I got to listen to them critique me. Um, and the Canadian comedy legend, what's his name, Kamar? Glenn Foster. Glenn Foster. Shout out to Glenn Foster. He didn't say anything to me. He just sat there. Well, no, it's fine. Like, I didn't... It was fine. He didn't say anything. The owner mostly um, talked, and then the host guy. 
But then after I went out and I smoked a joint with Kamar and Glenn Foster came up and was like, whatever you do, don't listen to any of that bullshit. He was like, you did fine. He's like, if that was legitimately your second ever time, you did great. Keep going. He's like, don't listen to any of what they said. As far as like, cause like he was like, you didn't wear a collared shirt. You touched the mic stand. You know what I mean? He was like, none of that shit matters. And I, I honestly, that meant the world to me as odd as that was that two second interaction with him. That was the other thing though. They all said, if this is your second time, there's no point in telling you anything. Like they took notes, not knowing your experience level yeah. and realized there's no point in saying anything to you. Cause you got to figure shit out, but. No, and I did it for shits and giggles. I agree as well. They also, I mean, I also saw the marks and I didn't mark high, but that's fine. You know, I, it was my second time. My point though of the story was just that that guy coming up to your point, that guy coming up after, and he didn't have to, you know, no. him coming up and talking to you and then saying that to me that, yeah, it was like, holy shit. Okay, fine. Great. Now I've never done it's it since because I'm a pussy, but whatever. Oh, we'll get back out there one or two times once this pandemic's over there. <clears throat> uh, there was a moment where they mentioned Clubhouse and that really hurt me because I guess I'm not a comic. I don't even know what Clubhouse is. When they were talking about it, I had no fucking clue what they were talking about. I thought it's it was like, like a Wall Street in, bets thing. It's like an invite-only sort of social media thing. Gotcha. Like Facebook for the, comedians? Like yeah, the exactly. original Facebook, but for comedians? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, so how, you do you guys, get, how do you get the check mark on that? You got to get invited. Huh. Okay. Any I club bet, that would have that guy as his member, I don't want to be a part of. Ah! That was perfect, Simon. Um... <laughs> Do you guys find he could have talked more about his uh, past life? Like what got him into jail and stuff like that? I mean, it depends. Like, think about it. If if it's if it was like violent crimes and you're past that, do you really want to bring that up? No, no, no. I, 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 I mean, we're not inferring that that's what it is, but it was just sort of part of his background. Um, it could have been talked about or whatever. I'm not at all inferring that's what it is. I'm just saying there's certain, you know, there's certain crimes that some people like, let's say it was a drug related crime. Like if he was like, Oh, I got busted with like four pounds of weed. Everyone gives him a pass for that across the board. Almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially any listener of Joe Rogan's, they're going to give him a pass. If he's like, I held up a convenience store at knife point. You know, it's a little bit of a different story at that point. You might, you might change your view of the guy. Because, like, I like this dude. I thought he was great. And if I had found out that he had, like, I don't know, put someone in a coma in, like, a Marky Mark-type crime, you know what I mean? Like, that's why yeah, Mark... Yeah, especially that. You know what I mean? Like, those things, like, it's amazing to me that Marky Mark has had the career... Or, sorry, Mark Wahlberg has had the career he's had considering he got, you know, convicted of that crime when he was young. It's... I, I just... He'll be canceled. He'll be canceled in 200 years like Columbus. <laughs> yeah. So if you go on Rogan... Do you not expect that, like, I don't know. I find it weird that we don't know why this guy went to jail. He just did four hours with Joe. I mean, again, I, I think we've discussed. So, so past. I, like, what uh, are we talking about? What are they talking about? Well, I think we've dis- I think we've discussed this where, you know, there are people that come on and are clearly like, listen, I'd rather not talk about this. You know, Epstein's chef. <clears throat> I'm actually, I'm sure I've heard Ali Sadiq on another podcast. So you knew that other part of the story? I I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I I just feel like, I thought he had been on Rogan before, first of all. No, I'm not sure I had seen it, but obviously not. 
Do you think there's a difference between killing someone and murdering someone? Of course. You do? Okay. What? I was wrestling with that. What do you mean? Well, okay, killing so if, and... if I, if I, uh, like I don't know. First if I degree sw- murder and if I, second degree murder. Well, that's Simon, if I swerve out of killing someone in war, Simon, if I swerve out of my lane and I hit a pedestrian and I kill them, versus a premeditated like, you know, yeah, first and second degree murder. That's what we're talking about. Or manslaughter and first degree murder, even. Well, first degree murder, you plan it all out, right? And I believe any murder premeditated. is premeditated. Manslaughter is. Manslaughter is when you oh. kill someone unintentionally, well, that, I believe. Yeah, Accident. like in a bar fight or something. Uh, you could still, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, those it depends are on your relationship with the person in the bar fight. If you just met him, if you turn around, if and you hit them. both decide that you want to fight and one guy kills the other guy, it's manslaughter. I think that's like the classic definition of manslaughter. If you're in a war, are you murdering people? You're killing people. I see what you're saying. I got gotcha. you. Well, that's interesting. Gotcha. I'm actually rewatching Band of Brothers right now, and there's a lot of that sort of undertone of killing like, or murdering. Yeah, where the line is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a scene where 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 the Easy Company is walking by a a bunch of German POWs, and uh, one of them jokingly walks up to one of them and is like, you know, ah, oh, where are you from? And the guy answers, I'm from Eugene, Oregon. And then he has this conversation with the guy and he finds out that the guy was born in the States. His parents were German. They got called back to Germany uh, to answer the call. So he ended up at war and then he gets executed two minutes later uh, by some like, you know, fucking wildcat uh, lieutenant. But the whole, you know, it's, I don't know, Kamar. War, I, keep in mind too, there's a difference in war. Like World War II, I think everyone had like a, a, a bigger purpose. I imagine, too, that if, like, you go into war and you try and, like, maintain the same moral code that you had in your regular life, that's probably not going to work out for you. <laughs> it might be a detriment. You have to, like, put yourself into a whole other mindset, I imagine, or well, there's a you're line, not going to make it through. There's a line Lieutenant Spear said where he's like, you're making a big mistake. He goes, you... uh what does he say? He's like, you, uh, you're coming into this with the wrong mindset. You got to come into this like you're already dead. And he's like, if you come into this like you're already dead, you might have a chance of potentially making it out of this. And I guess that's true. Like, especially in World War II. Like, imagine fighting a war for, th- like, three years. Like, imagine being... A- and I thought about it, too. Imagine jumping out of a plane across the world, a country you've never been to, and parachuting into... And dude, like these parachuters, half of them landed alone near no one. Like I can't imagine the fear that would I dude, would be overcome with. That D-Day is so fucking crazy. Like having to come up in those U-boats. Like Getting that, out of those boats, that's fucking insane. Ducks. It's like that's how war had to be waged. But then meanwhile, they would like break for wolves. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Come it on. doesn't make any sense. Like in World War One, they had like, oh, we won't fight on Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, and they exchanged but gifts. Yeah. The fucking trenches were filled with, you know, human carcasses and they were building walls with them. It just, it's so senseless, the logic or yeah. the non logic. It's. Go ahead, Kamar. Go ahead, Kamar. Well, I just say, oh, imagine, please. imagine liberating a country 
and all the girls wanted to bang you after the war is over and just being treated like a king. Well, and they all had syphilis because they had just been banged by all the Nazis. <laughs> and the Spanish flu. Yeah, all uh, that. Well, no, it was, uh, we got off on a tangent there, but he was just talking about how people who murder people, it changes you. You know what I mean? Almost, it's interesting, later on he'll talk about how, like, talk about if you have a kid, it changes you. But you know what I mean? There's people on the planet who have killed people, and there's people who haven't. Well, it's like when you go to prison, you know? If you, again, having to change your mindset, like, that's a whole other world. Just like war is a whole other world. And you have to operate under a different, like, you have to reteach yourself how to live. Because Mike can be right when you're wrong, you're saying. I've also listened to a ton of interviews with ex-mobsters. And there's that aspect of it, too. There's that whole, now I don't believe them necessarily, but there's that whole, like, you swear into this, we only kill people in this sort of thing. Now, keep in mind, I know they kill innocent people for sure, but my point is there's that sort of, there's that weird, yeah. like, killing within the organization thing. Because like Yeah, and but no, then when they get busted, they rat on everybody, so. Yeah. And it's no all, one gets, no collateral damage in drone strikes either, right? Like. <laughs> no, of course. But my point is, like, you know, we we look at we look at people killing like think about uh, serial killers. Serial killers is a good example. There are serial killers that have killed like ten people, and they're well known, documented, famous people. Dude, there's mob hitmen that have probably killed like thirty people, and you've never heard of them. But just because the the people they're killing, it's almost like an agreement. They're all in on it. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just a weird. We have a weird way of weighing different lives and how and murder. They, they may be walking around living their life. That too, yeah. I mean, listen, we know the government's let people out that have killed multiple people. Like Sammy the Bull Gravano is walking around right now. He has a podcast. <laughs> that guy's killed how many people? I mean, that's up to the uh, the mob should be cleaning up their mess there, like policing their own, right? Can't let that guy walk around. It's like hockey goons. Yeah, but as we've learned, as I learned from that uh, Operation Odessa and from past guests... It seems like only the Russians don't forget. It seems mm-hmm. like everyone else, there's a statute of limitations. It seems that way, at least. You know what I mean? Like the Russians, we learned from that guy, they have a list. And that list gets passed down. And you might you might just be some Russian dude. You don't know the name on the list. You don't know why or how. But you know that that name has to go. And that's just it. And we know from imagine, the guy... Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. I was just going to say, imagine that's your destiny. Like... You just get born into being the next in line to inherit the list. No, but there's that guy too. Like, think about that. You know, there's imagine they imagine like, you know, we live in a place too, where someone kills 10 people and there's a documentary about them. Like think about countries in Europe and Eastern Europe where like life is super fucking cheap. Africa, it's staggering. You know, the amount of people over there that have probably taken lives. Children. Yeah. Like, I mean, we walk around, like, you can walk around, let's say Ottawa. You walk around the city, you know, I guess you could think, okay, there's a chance I'm going to bump into someone who's killed someone. You know, whether it's a military person or whatever. But, like, imagine being in uh, Somalia, walking around. Like, you could be like, fuck, 50% of these people could have killed someone. Even if it's 10%. South America as well, man. There you go. South. Yeah, there's places in South America where life is fucking wicked cheap. El Salvador... Jesus Christ, like... 
But like you said, a lot of murders get are attributed to a small amount of people, right? So it's not if there are ten thousand murders every year, just making up a number. It's not ten thousand different people murdering. It's like a hundred people each murdering a thousand people. You know. Well, I mean, those numbers are a bit conflated, but I understand what you're saying. Yes, it, it, the, the numbers were all wrong. It's the, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, because I, I was working that out in my head. Like, if you took the amount of murders a year and attributed them to a different person each and then looked at that number on the map, what would that look like, you know, if you, like, highlighted those people? You guys don't know if you interact with someone who's killed someone or murdered, for that matter. I'm almost certain I have. I'm I know one person I'm, who has, I'm but certain. I, I haven't I'm, seen him. I'm dead certain Simon has. And I'm not going to say their name on the air, but for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Name starts with an E. No. For sure. No. 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 Yeah. No. Okay. no wow. I don't. Wow. I don't know anybody. I'm trying to rack my brain right now and think of somebody that I know that might have murdered somebody, and it would have to be like somebody from war. So like. Nope. Maybe one of my. Someone my you. I, 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 someone I should you have asked this question. It's so inappropriate. Someone you grew up with. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, and I categorically say no. I categorically say potentially. I'm 50 okay, 50 yeah. on him. Okay. I, I, I'm so sorry, listeners. I asked this question. We like to name names, but we can't. Um, oh, Kamar, you know what? Now that you mention it real quick, a uh, dude that went to Hopewell, I think, ended up killing a couple girls in Ottawa. I think he killed Ardeth Wood. Remember that story like a decade ago? Well, no. I, I said I chaperoned the baseball team that the kid killed his mom. Oof, that's but he, I mean, he's in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember there was that story of the family that lived on Sunnyside and the guy... I can't find the story in the news. ...killed his whole family. Well, I wonder if it was, yeah, if it was ever true or if it no. was just a... Uh, Ooh, that's very interesting because yeah. I tell people all the time. No, it's not yeah, true. That's urban, other... urban myth. Right oh. behind Fida's Pizza. No, yes, get yes, the yes. fuck out the of here. The house is gone now, though. It's been torn down. Oh, yeah, that's really convenient. <laughs> oh, I feel well, horrible. I feel not. so used. Okay, let's try to get back on topic. Did you guys know about Floyd Mayweather and his training schedule? I knew he was a psycho when it came to training. Well, they've talked about him leaving the club before and jogging yeah. home and shit. But just that he trains when he... He always trains when he would, would be fighting. Like always, I thought that was interesting. What's so interesting is what a waste for him. What a waste of money going to a club is. Simon, stop playing with the goddamn mic. Sorry. <laughs> What's interesting is that he goes to the club and doesn't drink. Yeah. I, oh my god, get this guy a fidget spinner. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, you're you're the best prize fighter in the world. You got to do something. I guess you could just have people of his house. He's so rich. Like, I I don't know. I don't drink. I stopped, you know, I maybe go to a club, like, non-COVID, maybe once a month for 25 minutes. Maybe. Maybe he smokes tons of weed and he just gets high there instead. Or maybe he was on, like, ecstasy. No? But no, if, I don't if think you're not out maybe, there showing maybe. off, is there any point to being that rich? I don't know. Like, I, come I'll on. I'll never this, know. The second half of that Tiger Woods documentary... Yeah. Where they show him going to Vegas and shit. Yeah. Like, for all the whores. That's how you spend your money when you got it, you know? I'm sure Floyd does that too. Well, 
minus all the yeah i guess maybe yeah if your if your vice is like banging chicks then maybe you don't need the Dude, the have booze. you have you guys never seen or the dudes. videos? Have you never seen the videos of those guys going and getting fifty thousand dollars worth of ones to go to the strip club? Who rappers? Okay, you're you're gonna see oh. them. You're, a good example. You're gonna see them tomorrow because tonight's the Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl, the video they had was of a guy in the strip club with a broom sweeping up piles of money, and I mean like thank God it's in Florida. Hay bales. Yeah, they don't care. It's wide open. Wide open. Um, he, he told a story about uh, Ice Cube getting tongue-tied, like celebrities, yeah. being activists. And I researched it, and it doesn't sound as funny as he said. Like the Roland, uh, what's-his-name, was pressing Ice Cube, but Ice Cube's like, I'm an artist. Like, he had, he had answers, just to correct that. I was a bit disappointed in that, the way he said it. But he's a comedian telling stories. Yeah, sometimes it's best not to look them up. Well, I did. The, the The funniest story is when he was talking about him and his buddy tried to riot for Rodney King. We look and stupid. And throwing the Molotov cocktail and go, what are we doing here? Let's just go smoke some dope. I also just pictured him and his buddy with no other rioters around. Like just on an empty <laughs> Houston street. You know what I mean? Like not even within the fray. It was just super honest and candid and I really appreciated it. I mean, I really liked Alex Sadiq. One of the things they talked about, which was very interesting, is uh, how Columbus has just been canceled. Yeah. Most recently. Yeah. And it took like 200 years or whatever. Is I that, mean, is that, that what we're thinking? That one's pretty egregious, though. That's not like no, a very that's not like a he was George Washington and he owned a few slaves and and you know history looks bad upon slavery now. This is like the shit he did was fucking so heinous. And that just goes to show you, um, it doesn't take much. It's like one generation of schooling, and you change the narrative. Well, no, very interesting. Is there something, and is it technology? Because all that stuff was being documented. Like it wasn't like that happened, and they found out fifty years later and covered it up. They knew. Is there something happening now that will take two hundred years? For us to go, whoa, the election was stolen. No, I'm just kidding about, you know what I mean? Well, keep in mind, the Italian Anti-Defamation League fought against all this, like, anti-Columbus shit for decades. Because they were just so, like, he's he's a solid Italian, you know? And it's like, dude, he was a piece of shit. And I all love the, it's weird, too, the whole, like, he found it. You know, like, you're just sailing in water. Like, all you had to do was get in the boat. It's really, I don't see it as, like, a huge accomplishment personally and don't they think someone had done it before him the vikings well the vikings have definitely done it yeah but i mean i thought there was someone anyway i mean the italians really have like they got to support columbus they got to support all those popes hitler why hitler mussolini Mussolini, you mean well yeah i mean they were part of the fucking now now they now okay i'm saying they gotta you know but do you think our ability to know what's right is right is shrinking? Because just I'm saying, like, more technology, more awareness. You well, know what I mean? the internet makes it a lot harder for them to, like, propagate these truths, but uh, or untruths, rather. But at the same time, it makes it easy to propagate untruths, you know? So it's like a we, double-edged sword. We might be just where we started. Potentially, or or maybe... 
This is worse. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Kamar. It's a good because question. Because they, they were also talking about how, like, uh, you know, uh, I guess Joe was talking about, uh, oh, no, he's talking with the other comedian, but still, something they did 20 years ago was hilarious, would be canceled now. 20 years from now, we all still, you know, God willing, still be alive. Will we look back and see, like, what were we thinking? You know what I mean? Like, what progress will we made in the next 20 years that we look back at this is like we were, we had no idea. Listen, when I watch watch Raw now, it's still funny, but I'm definitely, I definitely watch it and I'm like, this is a bit aggressive. Cringe. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me think that Eddie Murphy's gay. (laughs) Which then makes everything all right. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's so true. (laughs) Nail on the head. But he doth protest too much. Yeah, definitely. But you know what I mean? That's a good example of like, I don't know that we're there yet. Like, I I don't know. I just don't. But you know, what, what I'm asking, is it making sense? Yeah, yeah, it's making sense. I'm just, I'm trying to make sense of it myself. Like, I, I just don't know that. Listen, I think it's 100 years, Kamar, for something to truly be, to, to be looked at as like, or maybe 50. I think 50. Because I was thinking it's possible that we are like, we were way too sensitive, you know, like if it swung back. I, I mean, I don't know if it ever works like that, but maybe. who We'll see. We will see. I think we will, Kamar. I think there's certain things that will stick. I think there's certain things. you got to remember, too, like we have done good things as far as like helping minorities and, you know, trying to suppress racism and stuff like that and, and hate crimes. And they're still going to be there. I just think. You know, I still, th- I still think that the people that are so vocal are a minority. I don't I like the um, term user suppress instead of like eradicate. Yeah. Well, I again, I don't think you can eradicate. I think you just have to do your best to, you know, make sure those voices aren't the loudest in the room, and then and just educate people enough and create good dialogue that makes people go, "Oh, this is stupid." Like, what was the quote that I posted the other day? It was, uh, uh, religion's like a penis. It's fine to have one. You just don't force it on anyone, especially kids. Very funny. Very funny stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, again, we just need to educate people better, I think. That's, that's... They had, they, they talked about um, Bill Hicks again. They talked about him a lot. Uh, they talked about him a lot. Um, I, but, I mean, other companies have talked about him. And I thought it was interesting, like, it's not necessarily that he was so funny. He was just taking crazy chances and stuff. And um, well, he was he was almost like a groundbreaking, like Lenny Bruce was. Like Lenny Bruce kind of created the genre, and then for a long time, it was like, uh, it was you know almost like a Shecky Green shticky kind of thing. And then you know Bill Hicks and Kinnison came along and kind of said it doesn't have to be this like set him up, knock him down. Which is why Hicks stuff at the end was like so political. But there are some things that he jokes he told, which are somewhat like um, your Eddie Murphy example. Yeah, for sure. Like he he, he was philosophical and all this, but he had some uh, God ideas that today would be like frowned upon or whatever. But I think he might be good enough to get away with it. What's wrong, Matt? 
I keep I've I've literally put everything on do not disturb. Now my fucking parents are blowing up my FaceTime like fuck. Oh, it's your birthday though, buddy. Uh okay, we'll try to get through this. No, no, they Did know what we're know- doing. So and we've yeah. lost Simon. <laughs> what assholes. Did you know the Bible was written two hundred years after Jesus? Yeah. Well what do you, I, what do you I think mean, they're I, gonna I, write I, it right away? I thought he was consulted on it. I mean, <laughs> he had some in- input or something. But I mean, I'm sure they've talked about it throughout the podcast. I've never listened, but that's just ridiculous. You think that's just so egregious? Well, the, the accuracy that they try to use 200 years, if it was 20 years after, maybe, but what are we doing here? And then I do nothing about Constantine, and I hope Simon gets back in here because he must know something. Am I back? No. You are back, back, Simon, and I missed you. Uh, We were just talking about how the Bible was written 200 years after Jesus. Yeah. And so none of it should make any sense or be credible. And um, do you know anything about this Constantine character? Well, I, I knew that he made his conversion on his deathbed, so like... But he also was the head of religion? Yeah, I don't know too much about him, Kay. Oh, okay, but he was calling the shots but didn't even believe in what he was calling. Yeah, I mean, it's all suspect. All of religion, like, really, when you think about it, the drugs make the most sense to me. And then everything after that was this attempt to, like, cover up drugs and sex. So I think that's what might happen, in, as Matt was saying, maybe not 20 years, but 200 years, as if we believed in religion. Well, I don't know. Like if that might be, I mean, maybe that might be the enlightening 200 years. Maybe Simon, the or question, maybe it ends up. Go ahead. Maybe it ends up. Who, maybe it ends up being like, um, everybody believes in one religion and they're like, I can't believe that we had five or 10 or a hundred when you see what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be, uh, a... we won't be here. What do you think would be better? Simon, no we might religion. be here. Okay. Oh. No, I think I, I don't know. I don't I think religion is a terrible thing and also a good thing. So But you think you might be here two hundred years from now? We might be, yeah. No, no, religion, <laughs> not us. So do you think religion oh. will be here in two hundred years? No, he no, said Simon do I think he... will be oh, here. Oh yes, in yes, Matt, years. you misheard. And I'm saying okay, Simon. Oh, okay. I'm Simon. saying like Okay, when we were kids, there was zero people pushing the life expectancy. You know what I mean? And now, in the like 10 years, people are living 30 years longer. By the time you're 70, people will be living 200 years longer. We'll see. I want to bet you're not going to live to be 230. That's rude. Did you guys ever watch that Bandersnatch? I watched it this morning for the first Banders- time. Bandersnatch rules? No, Bandersnatch. It's the um, it's choose, black your mirror, adventure, choose your own adventure. Black mirror. Oh yeah. no, no, no! I, I, my TV wasn't equipped to do it. Yeah, you need a smart TV or a PlayStation or something to. You need like the remote to pick. Gotcha. It was. It's pretty crazy, man. That was a crazy thing. The mid the nerd in that is in Midsomar. Have you seen that movie? Midsomar might be like one of my favorite movies of the last ten years. I What's love it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You don't like that movie? It's disturbing, Simon. 
It's amazing. Oh Come on. My God. There is so much like uh if you watch that movie and you like pick up on all the little shit in it, it's a fucking masterpiece. You didn't watch Parasite, did you, Simon? I did watch Parasite, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, is that the same director? I think so, eh? I don't know. I just know. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Parasite is the, the Hong Kong Korea. Yeah, 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 Korea. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That director did another movie, though, Kamar. The but, Midsommar one. Yeah. That was good. Hereditary. But, um, Hereditary, right. Are you telling me that if you pick up on everything, you see where it's going? Yes. They've been. No. It's all foreshadowed the whole way through. Kamar. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's when, telegraphed. I, I when, didn't think it was that crazy. No, but with clues. When, when um, COVID is over, you and I are going to have a sleepover viewing party of Midsommar. I suppose because after the is end Eddie of Murphy going to be like, there? At the end of it, yes. then you look at it in a hole and like, of course, this was going to happen. But yeah. no, no, not like that, Kay. Like a picture in the room at the beginning is like her and a bear. And there's all this like hidden shit, man. It's cool. Did you guys see? But it's Tenet? a great movie. No, I didn't. No, watch you it. still have to rent. You still have to rent it. Twenty four yeah. ninety five. No fucking way. No, man. you can rent it right now. I rented it the other day, and it was. Uh... Sounds Six like bucks. a boring premise. Was it good? Conf- confusing. Uh, it was. N- I don't. I didn't like it. I thought the shot, like how it was shot, blew my mind. Obviously, um, from like a f- video photography perspective. But I don't know. It's, Time travel you- is impossible. Well, it's weird did because you- there's like two alternate realities going on at once. One forward and one backwards. Simul. It's so fucking weird. Go ahead, Simon. Do so, what? In a good way. Did you guys ever see that movie with um, Denzel Washington? Uh, oh, Book of Eli. Yeah. Nope. Are you you never sp- saw that, Kamar? Oh, don't spoil it for him. Do you know what anything about it? Uh, no. You should watch it. Okay. I'm writing that down. Um, they were talking about watching someone play a video game is gross. I totally disagree. No, not, not watching what they're doing on the video machine. That's one thing. Watching the person play. It, it looks like they're, they're being, their soul is being sucked out of the, their remote. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. It's weird. And they can enjoy it and whatever. But I've just watched you guys, for one, play video games. And it's like it's almost disturbing how the person connects with the uh, machine. And just sort of like they start talking, not looking away from the screen. Yeah. yeah. You know, that just a weird thing. I, I don't know. I always find it disturbing. Video no, games. No slam on video games. Video games is really like a portal to people's true. Um, ness, I guess, though, because in most things you have like time to. Weigh how you're going to react. But you don't have that opportunity in video games. It's when someone's losing at a video game or something? Yeah, like you are you can really... That, that was my least favorite part about video games was like my attitude while I played video games. Oh, you exposed yourself? Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like myself playing video games. And I don't think I'm the only one. I think that just most people get so engrossed in the game that they don't even realize what like a 
as Kamar would put it, disgusting animal they are. I think you're referring to me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, whoever. I'm thinking of anybody. You know okay. what I mean? Like people just, I don't know. You see a lot of like, um, you know, when somebody uh, runs the score up on you or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever had this, Matt. You probably have because you're really good at video games. But I used to be really good at um, NHL 95, let's say. Sure. Like something really the, old. The wraparound goal year? The J goal. Um, no, not the wraparound. It was the year before where there was a pattern to the deke. Okay. So as long as you knew the pattern. You were scoring every time. It, it was good. Anyways, not every time, but, you know, anyways. I would purposefully let people stay in games because I didn't want anybody to, like, not want to play me anymore. Yeah, I mean, listen, for the list... And that's not a humble brag because I'm terrible at video games. I'm saying, like, this was, like, a very rare occasion where I got to play out this psychology... So I have a little I have a little anecdote for the listeners, Simon. For, well, first of all, all of us, Kamar included, used to get together Monday afternoons. You could tell we all worked very hard. Um, <laughs> we'd get together Monday afternoons and we'd play video games. We'd play like uh, NHL or FIFA, whatever. We'd play like 2v2 and rotate people. It got super competitive. It got ugly a lot of the time. We'd order pizza and then we'd play poker at night. Eventually, after a while, it broke up. And then it just became Simon and I, which was kind of the beginning of this podcast. But we used to play a lot of UFC. And Simon... You've told this. No, no, no. But what I was going to say is the problem with UFC is there's no letting up. Like, you know what I mean? I can't... Like, I either win the fight or I lose the fight. There's no score. And yeah, Simon one time fucking pulled the disc directly out of the PlayStation, snapped it, and then just walked out of the house. Now, he had paid for the game. That one is incredibly frustrating and it's different than a normal sports game because like once you have the guy on the ground, theoretically, if you can't get up, you could just spend the whole game there. You know what I mean? It's like, but you and I amended the rules to no ground. Remember? Eventually we said, (laughs) we'll just keep it on the feet. Whatever, whatever you were doing, it was something (laughs) that was like a glitch in the game and it was obviously really annoying me. But in, but that that's a perfect example, Matt. Like instead of like showing compassion in that case, there's no compassion in video games. You just well, compassion in UFC fighting. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron. No, no I, mean, I meant more compassion. Like we're playing a game that obviously has um, uh, what's the word? You would like Matt not to beat you so many times so you feel like you're competitive? No, 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 no. I'm trying to remember what it was that he was doing that was bugging me, but it was probably like some jab or something that I couldn't get my block up in time, you know? I mean, let's keep in mind, what, too. What do you keep? He keeps saying nerds. Keep nerds. Fucking... That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> you're fucking a fucking guy. dingleberry. Well, no, you're talking about Christ. video games like it's the struggle. No, I'm talking about human and... psychology and video when games. to show strength and weakness. Video you, games. You, you would understand. <laughs> you wouldn't understand, Kamar. Video games. Either way, I Scoreboard. just. Scoreboard. <laughs> listen, I think it's. We all have competitive in us. And I think, like, 
I don't know. You just don't, at our age, you don't get to be competitive in a lot of things. So when you are and you're winning, it like, I don't know, it brings that out, that attitude out in you, you know, where you're like, fucking yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Winning's nice. Sports games are hard too, because like, you know, let's say we're playing a field goal kicking game Mm -hmm. and Matt would win that game on the computer 10 times out of 10, but he'd lose on a real field 10 times out of 10, you know? That sounds like just like a dig. I, I really didn't get the analogy there. Yeah. Uh, As a real piece of shit. Is gross. Um, again, there was uh, some interesting fatherly talk. And I thought it was really interesting how he's kids helped him change his mindset, transitioning from prison to freedom with relationships and everything. Like, you know what I mean? But don't you find it... The, in- don't you find it interesting how some people have kids and it immediately flicks a switch and other people have kids and it just seems to do absolutely nothing? I feel like those are probably outliers. I, I don't agree. think it's like 50-50. No, I don't think it's 50-50 either, but it's just, it's odd to me that it, you would think that it would just flip the same switch for everyone. But for some people, it's just, I don't know. I guess it depends on what other um, exterior pressures are happening in your life there. That's true too, yeah. That's fair. Like if you have a kid and it's not planned, and you can't afford it, and you're, you know what I mean. It's like I mean, keep in mind, Clark. It's different if you uh, listen. If you're a 20 year old or a 19 year old, you have an unexpected kid and you're broke. Yeah, that's a little bit different. But I'm talking about like, you know, I know people that had kids in their 30s and just like it didn't flick the switch, and you were like, how? Like how did you just keep doing the same horse shit? Like if it doesn't flick the switch, don't you feel like? Um... There's just probably not a switch. Like, it's probably not being flicked by their relationships or anything, you know? Just like something missing from people. I can't think enough situations to be like, yo, that person, that person, that person flicked this switch. Like, for most people I know, the the switch gets flicked. Well, yeah, like, dude, I'm thinking about my cousin, Mike Minnelli. I'll say his name. Who gives a fuck? Total piece of shit. Like, just like... (laughs) Don't candy coat it. No, no, I just like, yeah, I, I, hold on. I love the guy. I mean, piece of shit as in like, like just lived his life like a piece no, of we shit. We love you, like Mike, that. if you're listening. Yeah, and then had a kid, and the second he had a kid, cleaned up everything immediately. Like, just became the fucking best dude alive right away. So he was the ultimate switch. That's what I'm saying. Is like, you, you looked at someone like him, it was like just fucking cocaine bender every night. And then the second... Holy cow, the bus is only so fucking dude, He'll tell you this, fuck. <laughs> I, but a piece of shit, everyone can draw their own conclusions. <laughs> Whatever. No, I, I, he, he is one of those cases where really good dad. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just the flick, the flick of the switch. It's, you know, I don't know. Well, not to throw anyone else on the bus. I thought it was interesting how Ali Sadiq found humility and uh, how to communicate and listen through his children. Then they had a pretty in-depth conversation about Ari Shafir, eh? Well, I don't know if it was that in-depth. Um, what was the... The, the most with Joe about um, Kobe Bryant, and then Ali was saying, like, he got it both ways. Like, you can't support your brother, you're supporting this guy, and, uh, you know, not wanting to cut off uh, Ari, but wanting to talk to him. I still and not be ashamed to say that. You know, so I, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Simon. 
I was just going to ask, what was Ali Sadiq's thing? Was he against Ari or for Ari? Uh, I think as a fellow comedian, he's with Ari, but he's sort of like, what What are we doing here? Because Ali Sadiq doesn't suffer any fools, right? I yeah, just... but I'm not sure I, I understand. Like, if you're a because it was Kobe Bryant like I don't understand I look at it like this I just think about Chappelle Chappelle was talking about Kramer and he went I realized when I saw Kramer that night that I was 90% comedian and 10% black because he said the 10% black said this motherfucker and he said but the comedian in me said he's having a bad set <laughs> well yeah that's, that is a good example except that Ari does it on purpose. It's just a weird, aggravating thing he does. But he's consistent. I understand, though, but if it's, like, about um, insert white guy here, you know, then it's okay. If Ari had if a white basketball player had crashed in a helicopter. Right. Maybe? Let's say, um, you know... John Stockton had died in a basketball plane. In a uh, basketball a ba plane. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm Most basketball planes crash, so that's I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to like get back on track here. No, I, I think that's an excellent point, Simon, and it probably would be different. And that's evident of the systemic racism we speak of in America. Against the whites? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Or not. <laughs> Um, right. Simon, I don't know. I look at it like this. I think because I think Kobe, the reason everyone was pissed about Kobe was because he died seemingly young and with his daughter in a horrible helicopter accident. I think if he had like, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. why, but even that one seemed slightly egregious to me. And I don't really I care. Like after the fact now, I just don't care. I guess you either get mad at him for doing it, period. Don't fuck with dead people or you're okay with it but you don't get to choose based on the person well no but that's and what Ali Sadiq said Ali Sadiq said because he has kids he was bummed on the the daughter dying and it's like he was he was torn well, I, I guess Simon let's say as in depth as I thought so if but Louis if Louis make a joke so if Louis CK gets I don't know gang raped in the street tomorrow and murdered in broad daylight and, like, does Ari then get to come out with, like, a terrible, like, Louis C.K. pulled his dick? Like, I just, you know, like, if someone, I, I'm just saying that the circumstance of someone dying has to matter, too. Like, if someone dies a horrible death, does Ari, is there more pushback because Ari does it or less? I almost hope that happens to see what Ari does. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, Kobe Bryant was a pretty horrible death. I get it, but like, listen. So let's say he makes a dust. No, no, I'm I'm supporting you yeah. here. I'm saying like, if not any of them, yeah. but I don't know, man. I I feel like, like no matter how you slice it, it's just not a nice thing to do. So if you find that kind of humor funny, I don't think it would matter whether the person died in a helicopter crash or on his toilet. You know? Yeah, but I think about someone like Jeselnik, like. If Dustin Diamond dies of cancer and Jeselnik puts out like, you know, a, a quasi offensive tweet about him dying, 
you can you can snicker it away and like move on with your day. There there was something there's something about Ari's tweets that like lack the comedian touch. It's almost like just a factual like this guy raped this girl, this guy raped this girl, he was a horrible piece of shit and if you're sad he's dead you're this. You know what I mean? There's there's no comedic massaging to it. I think is the other problem. And that's the weird thing I, is he's a comedian. I think we would have to look at his tweet because I think there was comedic value to it. I can't remember what it was. I didn't find it funny, but I think he can like break it down to a joke. I don't know. Whatever. man. I don't really care enough to, I don't care either. My point is like if Ariana Grande gets raped tomorrow and murdered, will I be interested? Like Kamar said to see if what his tweet reads. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I hope Ariana Grande is okay. I guess it just to me. If Why I like, did you pick Ariana Grande? Sorry. Alphabetical. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I just thought Ari had been sort of persona non grata and uh, sort of coming back into Joe's voice. Maybe he'll start talking about other things. But to wrap it around, remember at the very beginning we were talking about Clubhouse and the special thing? Yeah. The issue he was talking yeah. about is people were debating comedy classes. And I believe Jeselnik did take comedy class and maybe even Sebastian. Interesting. So. But the question is this. They took them. D- did they leave those classes saying, I learned a lot about comedy? Because someone like you could find out Dave Chappelle took a comedy class at 17. Does that mean that made him the best comedian ever? Not necessarily. No, no I just don't think you have to bash it. And I don't think at the same time you can put any weight in it. Like it is a prerequisite to possibly become successful. I just look at it like I- this, Kamar. I think there's techniques in acting that are... Um, that work like across the board that you can teach people that will at least make them better. They might not become fucking, um, you know, they might not win an Oscar, but I think comedy, you should know this. Like you just either have it or you don't like you've seen enough open mics in Ottawa. There's so many of those dudes that still go every week. Don't get any better and just don't give a shit. Like we're probably never funny to begin with. Yeah. But if they were taking a course that like every week they were having to get up in front of a group of people and talk, it, that's where I think it could help you is just like making you more comfortable being on stage. Not yeah, you know, I, probably I, not going to make you funnier. I don't think it's the end all be all, but I just don't think it's to be like, no, that they should be outlawed or whatever. Just whatever. I mean, listen to each their own. I just, I think what they're doing is they're like, if you look at the list of famous stand up comedians that have made it by and large, they didn't take a class. I think that's their point. And don't be duped. And you'd think uh, Ari Shafir is one of the people who'd be against stand-up classes, but he actually did a stand-up class once on YouTube, and it's pretty interesting. You mean he taught one? Like he, he's t- just talking about the industry and what to expect or whatever, and uh, so I, I thought it was helpful. Hold on, that's different. Like when I went to acting school, they had a class like that too that was dedicated to like dealing with agents and headshots and like how you should go to auditions and deal with casting agents. That stuff is actually really helpful because that you can teach to any of That's just like... It's almost like how they never taught us how to do taxes in school. That would have been nice. You know what I mean? Like, ho- like we never had real home ec. Like, nothing to teach you how to fucking do laundry or cook a meal or, again, do your fucking taxes. Like, stuff like that would have been you'll, really helpful. You'll be staying in a, a motel with another guy, and then you'll move on the next week, and you won't sleep much. Just all the technical stuff like that. Well, yeah. I mean, don't and don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, like, explain the ins and outs. Like, you're, yeah, life on the road can suck. Have a hobby. I, and then they talked about fighting a bit in this podcast, which I always check it on. 
But there also was a point where Ali got on his soapbox, and it's like Joe had to get on his soapbox even bigger. When was this? Did you notice that? No, I don't remember. Which is about society and things that have to happen. And Ali like ranted, and then Joe ranted back. I don't remember. I don't know if it seemed. It probably didn't seem like a rant to me. Oh, you know what? It's because I'm listening at fast speed. Well, I usually listen at pretty fast speed. But yeah, that that too. Like, there's often times tomorrow where I'm like, "Whoa, Joe's really worked up here," and then I slow it down. And I'm like, "Oh no, it's just the three times." And that's all my notes I have for Alex All right, well, let's rate, rate it. it. Let's rate it. Why don't we start with you, Kamar? Are you wearing a Are you wearing a Chiefs jersey? I am, but I'm going for the Bucks. It's just to be in the spirit. I got you. Why are you going for the Bucks? Do you have money on it? Uh, yeah, I think most of my money's on the Bucks. Well, did you hear Andy Reid's son got a DUI on Friday? Oh. And he's a linebacker coach for the Chiefs. Oh, my. So there's a bit of a distraction. Mm. That's what happens when you go to Florida. Shit just gets weird. It's true. It's unstoppable. Oh, no, I think it happened in Kansas City. But um, the other thing is... He was preparing for Florida. <laughs> this is the argument against. Remember when the Giants beat the Patriots? Yeah. The defensive coordinator is now for the Giants is now the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. So he might have Brady's number. Interesting. I'm hoping for a good game. I have a I have prop bets only, so I just need certain things to happen. Podcast though, I give it three and a half. Simon? You know what I give it. A three. Three. Yeah. I'm gonna uh I'm actually gonna match Kamar's. Three and a half. I really like this episode. I, I when I looked down and saw four hours, I was like, holy fuck, they must get wasted. Um, but this was actually a decent... Like, I had a friend of mine who doesn't really listen to Joe, and he feels guilty he doesn't listen to this podcast. So he was like, I wanted to listen to your podcast. I tried to listen to Joe's podcast this week, but it was four hours. He's like, I can't do that. So four hours, I think, is, you know, a bit long sometimes. But it flew by on them. It, it wasn't did. like a drag it out did. thing or something. This they looked a, up like, what? Yeah, this was a really, really good episode. I really liked it. I should give it a like four, it actually. What am I doing? This is a four. This guy deserves his his druthers. Four. I'm, I'm upping it. I liked it, too. Okay. We are going to stop. We actually have a bill to pay this week. Um, and then we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. 
Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it. That's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. All right, we're back. Thank you to BetterHelp. Thank Kamara. you, sponsor. Come on, name and a number. 1607 Gabin Awar. No, sorry. <laughs> That's what I wrote down on my phone, and it did a um, miss, miss, uh, whatever, whatever the phone no, does. Autocorrect. Autocorrect. The Gabin Awar. It's <laughs> Fahim Anwar, 1607. Wow, that wasn't even close. Um, Breakdance. Fahim machine. Anwar. So, yeah. Kamar, you want to start shitting on him or what? Second time on the show, just happened to be at Austin. Hey, Joe, just, uh, I don't know if you're still doing the podcast thing, but I mean, if you'll have me. Um, well, he's moving there, right? Everyone's moving there. This is the, this is the most interesting thing about this whole thing is the um, migration to Mecca. I, I, I can't see it. I think it'll be nothing but good for comedy and Joe Rogan, but how it, like, it could all go wrong or something. How could it go wrong? You figure. What's the like? Too many comics, nowhere for them to eat. Like they they drown. But that's what the road's for. And I think that's what his problem is. Why? But they were all based in LA before, so I don't understand. Or if some way somehow Joe Rogan went toxic and everybody had hitched their star to Joe Ro or their wagons to Joe Rogan. But it seemed that, like that could go. Wrong, I guess. Yeah, I doubt that'll happen. I just, even Sadiq, Ali, like, there's guys right now who are touring where they can, and there's guys who are finding jobs where they are. And that's sort of the difference. And the best thing you can do is go touring. I think. Simon. To get better. Stop playing with that mic cord. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. Get him a fidget spinner, for fuck's sakes. Um... The first thing he said that upset me was that um, milk has its own lobby board because he was talking about milk commercials. Yeah. And that's actually dairy farmers, you moron. Oh, Jesus Christ. People have a livelihood. The fact that dairy farmers have their own lobby board, Kamar, does that make you think that like what bill of goods are they selling us about milk? 
Usually when things have those lobby boards like cigarettes, it's because they're sugar. It's because it's something they're trying to make you use, but that's actually detrimental to you. So yeah, like what's wrong the, with milk? Beef has the same thing. Yeah, but that's like because beef they, is terrible to the environment. So they got to cover that. And up. beef has to change this like negative stereotype about it. Milk, like what are we? It's because they cut the nipples off the cows. Jesus. Is that true? Yeah, they cut them so they only have four nipples, four udders, Ugh. one to fit Appar in each. And then they give more milk out of those udders. Isn't that insane? Apparently, cheese is good for cognitive um, development and warding off Alzheimer's. Really? The bacteria and stuff. So I'm all for milk and I love cheese. And after this, I'm going to make a big Philly cheesesteak for the football in Tampa Bay between the Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. My son has an allergy to milk and cheese, and we've had to cut them out of our Go on. life. Yeah. Does he like cheese and doesn't agree with him? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, that's just that's hell on earth. I, I feel his pain. Like so I, I, I sorry. Go on. Like I love a poutine. Yeah. yeah. Poutine. Um Oh no, no, sorry. He can eat the cheese. There are just ramifications to him eating the cheese. It doesn't make him sick, though, like puking, you know what I mean? Just diarrhea? No, it's not like that. It's an autoimmune thing. Oh, he gets sick from it. It makes his immune system weaker. So to be sensitive to your son, you've given up cheese yourself? Correct. And you, you suffer for it? Uh, well, maybe according to you, cheese. I'm going to get Alzheimer's earlier, <laughs> but I feel like the weed is warding that off. So I'm probably covered there. Hopefully you got your base covered. Matt, do you and, like cheese? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, cheese is on a lot of stuff. Like I love pizza. I, that would remember that was going to be my fucking food of, by the way, someone pointed out that if we ever got to $500 on the Patreon, we had to go a week eating just our foods. And we're there. Really? Yes. I've done it. I've done it with, without even voluntarily wanting to do it. Seriously, like I've gone bread and butter, no problem. I mean, no way. Do I don't that. believe that. I don't believe that, but I Simon. know I've gone. I've gone bread and butter, no problem. Sometimes I just get into this like all I want to eat is bread and butter. Everything else seems like it's too complicated for my stomach, if that makes huh. any sense. That makes total sense. Is it a weird how cats don't eat vegetables and they survive? Cats don't eat any vegetables? Are you sure? No. No. <laughs> but You're then, positive. Like, but then horses only eat grass. I don't know. It's just weird. Wait, hold on, Kamar. Uh, cats, like house cats, yeah. their food has vegetable in it. No, generally it's just like fancy feasts like meat. Pate, shit like that. You might be right. Uh -huh. It, de it depends right, on the yeah. owner feeds them. They yeah. drink milk and stuff like that. I mean, they'll eat anything if forced, but they're like pretty I much imagine a carnivore. A cat in the wild eats that. some sort of vegetables, no? Oh, no, no, no. no. The lion feeds <laughs> no, on no, antelope. No. I know, but I still would have thought, you're right. Now that I think about it, they're carnivores, but. I bet you they do eat some vegetables because it like helps them digest meat. Only because the the body they're eating is resting on grass and it happens to get in their mouth. I don't think they seek it out. 
Well, they do end up eating a lot of vegetable in that case because the animals they feed on feed on vegetables. So that's interesting. I think they eat around the stomach though, and the uh, shit track. What's it called? Colon. Whatever. The protein of the proteins of the vegetables that the herbivores are consuming are in their muscle and their meat. You got me. Back to the drawing board. Uh, They're talking about uh, Fahim Anwar's micro penis. What's the worst? I don't part think about they a- said he had a micro penis. What's the worst part about having a micro penis? Go on. Pissing all over your balls. Hey. <laughs> Is that your joke, Kamar? No, I wish. Do you think I'd be doing this podcast? <laughs> the guy in the football jersey, if I was writing shit like that. Um, did he or did he not say he's the only guy at the comedy store with a mullet? No, he said he was the first guy at the comedy store with a mullet. Yeah, Kamar. Theo Vaughn beat him to it. Did he? He said he had it un... Um, like it wasn't a joke. Oh no, it's a joke. He like it's like uh, extensions. Okay. Oh, it wasn't even. No, Theo Vaughn. No. No, Fahim Amar, the guy we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were also talking about Theo Vaughn. Well, no, because Theo Vaughn had a real <laughs> mullet at the comedy store, and Fahim Anwar apparently lives in his own world where he's the only guy with a mullet. So that's another thing you hated about him. We'll add that to the list. Fake mullet. Well, I looked up. Um, he's the Lance can't st- stopless is funnier than Fahim Anwar. Okay. Okay. He talks. He talks about how crazy and he hides within the character. But you can see him laughing at himself in it. He's not that good. I decided after listening to this episode that any comedian that comes on Joe Rogan from now on, before I listen to the episode, I'm going to watch them do some stand-up. I think that's an excellent idea, Simon. Did you follow your advice for this? No, I, I made the decision after it was, you know, halfway through or whatever. But the reason I made that decision is because here's this guy talking and I it's like when uh, I had a teacher in art and he gave me a bad mark on something or said something negative about one of my things and I thought to myself I've never even seen this guy's paintings so for all I know he's way shittier than I am you know and did you ever get to see it no, point is, that's kind of how I felt when I was listening to this guy. He was saying all the right stuff, for sure. But I don't know what his body of work is like, so... Well, he really does like talking about comedy. Would you love to hear him and Brendan uh, Schaub talk shop? <laughs> I would love nothing well, more. I don't know. This guy... Is he funny that like you're you're insinuating that his comedy is no good? No, I would say he's probably funnier than I am, but I just he's not a funny guy. He's not silly. Like he, he takes the whole thing way too seriously. You just put him in the same breath as Shab though. So now No, I'm no, no. Yeah. To, I'm uh, calling back to you talking about people talking about comedy. And there's hmm. oh, I, I like people talking about comedy a little technical, a little he's way too 
analytical of the whole thing and almost takes the magic out of it. He talked he about this. A... Go on. I was going to say he made a really good analogy about shit. What was it now? Where Joe even said, I like that analogy. Anybody? No. No, Who's I don't fighting remember. Fighting and boxing and uh, fighting and telling jokes. Mm, it'll be. Sorry, that was a real bad non sequitur. It, it'll come to me. Simon, stop I feel playing like with the cord. I'm not playing with any oh. cord. Well, I feel it sounds like, like you of... are. Jesus Christ. I was playing with a piece of cardboard. That can't I, feel make any like he was, I feel like he was sort of bemoaning the slow drip of success, as he put it, he's experiencing. You always say this about these guys. I, I don't feel like he was bemoaning anything i feel like i don't know you just you feel like he wants a fast track to success is that what you're saying he's been doing it for 18 years he's on the, the track that he's on well he, he definitely he definitely said kamar to your point he was like i had a different opinion obviously of myself than oh. uh, spotted <laughs> you know he thought yeah. his accolades were good enough to get him what are you laughing at? Oh, you cut out there. Kamar yeah. was doing a nice little head motion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really too bad. That's not going to be captured anywhere but for us three. Yeah, I could have won an Oscar for that one. Well, I just, I, I just like to listen to this guy talk about a slow drip of success. Well, I'm more aware of the no drip of success. Uh, I feel you. I feel you. He described himself as harebrained when they talked about the Jeff Scott guy passing, and Joe really fell apart. Yeah, he had a tough time there for sure. Which is interesting that he was—he never really got mentioned before he passed away or was on the show. He was such a mainstay. He was like a piece of furniture at it that you just almost took for granted and was totally torn apart when they lost him. Yeah, you don't see Joe cry a lot, that's for sure. But that hit him like a ton of bricks. Yeah, he was definitely, uh, was definitely bummed out there. But, I mean, when so, you lose um, someone. Go ahead, Simon. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, like you said, Kamar, you take stuff for granted. Someone you see every day. Like, I worked with this guy. I only worked with him for, like, a year and a half at Babylon. He was a, a bus boy, sometimes bounced, and he did the beer delivery and, like, super nice guy and uh, died in a drunk driving accident during a Sens playoff run. And you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, like, yeah. Never thought of telling him, like, thought he was a great dude or anything. Just boom. All of a sudden, not there. Maybe that was it with Joe. Maybe Joe saw this guy every day for, like, 20 years and never thought to be like, hey, man, I think you're a really good dude. Oh, that's what I think it was because he, he still choked up about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, he loves the comic store more than anything. So it's not like, what? I can't believe he has feelings like this. But that was a weird moment. Oh, not a weird moment. I then mean, he, he doesn't love the comedy store more than anything because he left you know he left los angeles and if he could put the comedy store on a flatbed truck and drive to austin he would have joe could have probably saved the comedy store i don't think it's definitely uh like gone yet do you guys see what i'm saying though yeah well no, no, uh, inevitably, the comedy store will be a condo or a hotel or something. 
Yeah, but Simon. He could he could be in Texas doing exactly what he's doing and still like totally propping up the comedy store in this time of distress. And I feel Do you think so, Simon? I think that's a lot of money. I think Joe has a lot of money. Just to pay rent and utilities and all this stuff for a place that's not generating any income? I don't maybe mean like that. I mean, maybe like start a campaign to save them using his platform as the, I don't know. I don't know, something. Uh, That just sounds weird. Everyone just saving a private business that's been doing gangbusters for the last like seven years. Like it's it's the state... uh, Lockdown, for better or for worse, that's hurting them. Not a lack of people like the comedy store. I don't think he can do that. Out of all the things that, you know, Joe leaving L.A., none of that surprises me at all because Joe has a fucking truck that's ready to go into the woods (laughs) at any time, you know? But I got to tell you, it surprises me kind of just how easy it was for him to study store but like he was saying to Fahim like we got plans and like they wouldn't talk about what's going on so I mean I think he's he's recreating comedy which is interesting because Sam Kinison Bill Hicks like there was a time when Houston was the mecca or the hot spot hotbed for comedy so maybe it's a cyclical thing and like i can't imagine new york dying it'll be back and i believe la but the thing is when and how long will it be for it to come back and fully recover well and also yeah i mean it's gonna have to go through a a morph too where the smaller guys become big and that takes time man like nothing's instantaneous so especially not with comedy because uh, according to fame you know he's been doing it long enough well you know that too Kamar. like his his roast battle that's what his analogy was about it was about the roast battle i still don't remember what it is but i'm getting closer but like um the roast battle is a great example you have these people who are like thrust, these comedians thrust into this spotlight. They do really well on roast battle. That doesn't make you a great comedian. It, it might rush you to a place where you'll never get to where you have to be because you skip too many steps along the way. Yeah, I heard that. It sort of sounded like he was hating on them too for trying to skip steps. And maybe he got roasted pretty bad at a battle. Do you want to talk about it? Um. If there was a guy who made it like who was nobody, did the roast and got famous, you would hate them, Kamar. Yep. That goes against that. all your shit. That's that's uh 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 Earl Franklin, he's just a roaster. I think he's hilarious. Well, no, 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 no. Up here. I don't think that I don't think that exists. But maybe I would. Maybe if they just did one roast and uh got Catapult to the top, it'd be... It's just like Eliza Schlesinger. Three years into comedy, she wins America's Next Top Comic, and now she's a headliner. Well, that's a good example, America's Next Top Comic. Like, you could win that because it's a weird game show, and then it propels you into this place where, you know, like, look at those people who win those singing contests. 
Like you win this singing contest and then they try and make you a star, but you're not a star. You're some commerce words who won the, you know, who did the best job at impressing Simon Cowell or whatever. But I think it's telling that we're talking about a hypothetical and not a factual person who did well in the roast and then became a millionaire. Like it doesn't exist. He's um, sort of saying this could happen, but it doesn't. Well, maybe not becoming a millionaire, Kamar, but maybe going from like being an open micer essentially to like somebody who's doing sets who should still be an open micer. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Joe was talking about one set where he had to, he got the glass thrown at him. They were talking about worse sets. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about how all night they were heckling everybody. Who were the comics before him that didn't handle them? That's what I want to know. Pussies. You know what I mean? Because they talk about, I'm more that person. I don't get heckled that much, but I sort of try to joke through it versus handle it. But I'm not a headliner, so. What's the worst heckle you've ever gotten, Kamar? Besides uh, your girlfriend. I told you. Um, Besides your girlfriend. Jesus. Just, just when they said, bye, Felicia. <clears throat> Yeah, that was Somebody funny. said that to you? In an all-black club, yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as I was bombing. And that, that comes from Friday, just to bring it full circle. Is that all the way back to Friday? Yeah, because Felicia is the crackhead who wants to borrow his VCR. And she comes up and he says, bye, Felicia. Fantastic. Um, then they talked about, they, I mean, all they did was talk about comedy Thank God there's no COVID talk. They talked about Jim Brewer. He is a tour de force. You know that guy? You know who Jim Love Brewer is? Jim Brewer. Yeah. Like just, just a monster. He's quit the business for the most part. Um, he was so funny, though. His joke about drinking is so good. Where he does it, he relates all the liquor to nationalities. I don't Look it up, it. listeners, if, you're, if you haven't heard it before. But uh, he was on a podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. And Greg Fitzsimmons is more of a um, full masker, pro-lockdown. And Jim Brewer is quite the uh, conspiratorial guy. So it's very interesting to hear two guys uh, with respect for each other sort of navigate through everything that's happened in the last couple of years, even down to QAnon. Jim Brewer's laugh is one of the best laughs ever. It's really he good. He like, just makes funny faces and stuff. Him <laughs> and Seth Rogen, those might be the two best laughs. Seth Rogen has arguably one of the most recognizable laughs in the world. Can, can you think of a better laugh, though, Maddie? Eddie Murphy's got a pretty good laugh. Oh, Eddie Murphy's laugh is great. Sorry. Eddie, yeah, what, yeah. what about, what about Dark Horse, Burt Kreischer? I like Burt's laugh a lot. Yeah, it, it's funny, but it's not like recognizable. It's funny when like he's trying to guys. talk through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. And Tom Segura has just... got a good, good laugh. Who's made the move? Like, there's a lot of people have uprooted and moved, so it's going to be very interesting. Two guys who are sus suspiciously absent from the Joe Rogan lineup. Although he did talk about Bert this week because he had a dream that he 
died falling off a bridge. Well, Bert and Tom are doing a pay-per-view with Warren Sapp for the Super Bowl right now. Yeah. Are those yeah. guys are always working, always. They don't, always he just, Bert doesn't anymore. He's a fucking superstar. Oh, no, he, they're bigger than Rogan. Um, Matt, did they're you not do bigger than Rogan. Don't be crazy. <laughs> not podcast-wise, but they're too big for him now. Um, Matt, did you do any research into Army Hammer? Yeah. <clears throat> this is what I was going to ask you guys about. Well, go ahead. They what brought did, it up. Did you guys do any? I know nothing. Okay, well, Except I... he's been dropped by like his agency and stuff. So it's like where there's smoke. So before we jump into that, Matt, before you explain it all out, sure. um, I'm not gonna explain. Joe's never watched the Social Network. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, "What's going on here?" So weird, and his reasoning is like peculiar beyond belief. Yeah, uh, sort of true to his mo, but it's it doesn't hold water. Doesn't hold water. Now go ahead, Matt. Well, what do you want me? To, you want me to explain the Arnie Hammer thing? Yeah, oh, just give you, us like a synopsis. Do you, know, do you know anything more than you did last time? Well, I know that they they have a bunch a bunch of text messages or DMs have been unearthed where he's like clearly has some weird cannibal kink, like some sort of, you know, BDSM cannibal kink. Um but that's as far as I can tell that's it. He says but To in, me that feels like just being shocking. Yeah, well, in one of the texts he mentions that he like, I don't know, that he like ate the beating heart out of an animal once, which is like, you know, weird as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not sitting here like that's totally normal. I think that's definitely weird, but we don't know if that's true or not. Is that him just saying, you know, something to get him going? Like my point was just that I, I didn't see any crime being committed. Like he's obviously into some fucking super weird shit, but I thought in this day and age, we weren't supposed to be fucking, I don't, I, my whole point was, I didn't think we were supposed to be weird about people's fucking kinks. Okay, this isn't me, all right? I'm gonna use something. This is not. So Simon, this is you're cutting a out narrative like... that's out there. Okay, oh, go sorry. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Um. So, like Sa Sam Tripoli has people on his show who talk about like famous stars out there who are involved in like the whole kind of Jeffrey Epstein world, but. It's got a more kind of cult-like, child-killing, they-need-the-blood-of-children type Ad of deal. Adrenochrome? Yes, thank you, Kamar. Adrenochrome. Um, so maybe that fits into that whole narrative. Okay. The Arnie Hat. Because it's always like rich celebrities, like... Um, Who's the one who's married to Usher? Married to Usher? Yeah, isn't it Usher? No, not Usher. I'm sorry. The guy who looks like Usher. John Legend. John Legend. Christy, Christy, oh, Christy Teigen. Teigen. Christy Teigen. She got like a whole bunch of flack because her... She... I don't know. Anyways, man, it's real conspiratorial, but when you say that, like, that's what he's getting in trouble for, it's just... It's interesting. I have to say, ever since this been exposed, that uh, QAnon is completely a farce. There's no truth to it whatsoever. Someone made it up. I mean, I hope I can start my own cult like that. 
but I just want to steer clear of all of this stuff till something concrete comes out. And unfortunately, it may be 200 years before we find out what was happening now. Back to Christopher Columbus. What do you mean, what was happening? You just said QAnon was a farce, but you actually don't think it was a farce. Well, no. <laughs> uh, even a stupid dog gets lucky twice in a day or whatever. Maybe they said something, but um, the way it's been dismantled and stuff right now, like something would have to break for it to have any credibility. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't believe QAnon. At the same time, we know that the government will often quash things with rumors and innuendos about all sorts of shit, you know? This is the only thing that makes me think it can't be complete bullshit because all the bullshit artists are saying, it's just ridiculous. We can't believe people believe this stuff. And again, like... False flags are used to um, discredit people and organizations all the time. Not saying that QAnon and, is legitimate, but that's what—that's the play, man. That's what and, you know. And winds distracts. of change. Do you guys? Could you guys believe that the Canadian government designated um, the Proud Boys a terrorist organization? Well, I mean, they kind of are at this point. Like, look, we know it didn't start that way. And I don't think that Gavin McInnes has anything to do with it. But at this point, like, both Antifa and the Proud Boys are something totally different than when we had this conversation eight months ago, you know? But that's where the devil's is in the details. Antifa is not one thing. Antifa is like 30 fringe things all representing one thing on this thing. The Proud Boys fucked themselves by saying they are the Proud Boys. So it was a organization that can be quantified. <clears throat> but I just don't know what crime they committed to bring this upon themselves. Well, I want to know. I'd, I'd have to read into what makes you designated as a terrorist organization before I could comment further. Uh, well, maybe they found out, like, uh, you know how there was the guys who when they broke into the White House they, or to Congress, they had a plan to kidnap Pelosi or whatever, you know? Yeah, that changes the fucking like, charge drastically. That changes the dynamic. So maybe they found some, you know, they, CSIS, whatever our version of the FBI or whatever, they have their ear on the ground. Like, maybe they're just not telling us that part of it yet, Kamara, and there was like a plan for... And look, that could be a plan that was leaked as a red herring by the other side. I'm just giving you reasons why they could be classified as a terrorist group. No, I, it, it, what has happened has happened. I'm not going to go to the mat to like turn overturn it. I just like, whoa, that that came from nowhere. Felt like, but um, actually, that was back in the Alex Sadiq episode. They were talking about how some of those people who stormed the Capitol will spend the rest of their life in jail. Yeah, well, didn't Trump make a law? when he was in office about like that exact situation. But on the other side, when um, Antifa was attacking the Oregon. Um, the statues. Yeah. Not. Yeah, exactly. The statues. And now that's coming into play to bite his supporters a little bit. So, well, I don't know if they said it on Rogan or something, but like half the people at who got arrested didn't even vote. So who knows what's going on? Um, there is no leading man who's gay, right? 
No, they. I was trying to argue my head about Joe's making that statement. He brought up perfect Openly examples. Gay? He brought up perfect examples. Openly suits. Gay? Suits. That's a great example. I know Joe had never heard of Suits. There's nine seasons of it. The lead is very gay, and he plays a very straight, like overly heterosexual dude. Not Harry? an action hero, though, Maddie. Harry. Is that his name? Harry. Harry. Whatever the Henry fucking, or Har- Harry. The main. Not, not- not the young guy who's the up and comer. No, his but the mentor. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. Can you guys I, hear I, me? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Kamara, I thought I James would... Gordon was gay. I thought James Gordon was gay too. <laughs> James Gordon is gay. No, he's, he's not. No, there's a he is there. Exactly. That's why I'm so but, confused. Kamara, I was floored. talking about action heroes. Like, you can't suspend your disbelief to think that guy is gonna save the world if he's gay no that's he not talking what he, about leading men no he was no you what know, he what he man. said was like you can't be in a romantic role as a gay man and i just i don't necessarily oh. and then he said gay guys never play straight guys and i was like well that's just not true either but i can't think of an example i mean rock hudson was gay but closeted well what's his name ian he's mckellen ian mckellen's gay he's what's his name Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart. Aren't they both gay? Patrick Stewart's gay? Isn't he? Yeah, together. Yes. No, they're not together. They're gay together. No way. They're, no. they're, they're not gay friends. together. They're, they're best, best friends, they're but I'm pretty sure friends. they're both gay. Yeah. I do not have time Wait. for this type of No, gossip. they are gay together. They're no together. No way. No. Breaking news on Maddie, the JRE. Look it, look it up on your computer, dude. They're I'm going together. To. I'm going to. Um... Who's farted? No, is my phone vibrating because I keep my... I'm sorry, it's my birthday. I never thought of this. This was the worst day to record this, or to not figure this out beforehand. It's because I didn't get a lot of love earlier, so I was just like... Whatever, it's your birthday, buddy. Patrick Stewart. What were we talking about before this? Because I had something I wanted to say. Army Hammer, they were talking about gay actors. Leading men, yeah. Um, Well, there's the guy from How I Met Your Mother. That's the only one I can think of. Neil Patrick Harris. You'll buy him as a straight character, but only because he's so over the top that it becomes a joke. You know what I mean? Okay. Kamar, are you? Can you hear me? I know what you mean, and I, I, I wanted to fight back, but I could not think of an example. And I think we're kind of dry here, so I think there is some truth to what Joe well, said. Tom Cruise is the perfect example. There's a gay guy who cannot come out as gay because he would not be able to do action movies anymore. And Tom Hardy, isn't he gay? That's speculative. And it's John Travolta. Yeah. Well, John Travolta, I mean, he's for sure. Come on. But not, but no, but it's the, it's the out thing, I guess, is the big issue. Yeah, Simon, the out thing. This is yeah. from Wikipedia, so you can choose to believe it or not. Okay. Stewart and his first wife, Sheila Falconer, divorced in 1990. In 2008, Stewart began dating Sonny Ozell, a singer and songwriter based in Brooklyn, whom Stewart met while performing in Macbeth. Stewart purchased a home in Park Slope, Brooklyn, in August of 2012, and subsequently began living with Ozell, who I believe, let's, now let's check and see if she's a woman. Yeah, he's not gay, and they're not married. Uh, Patrick Stewart loves the puss. Ian McKellen okay, is gay, on. though. Back up. He's, back up he back smashes up. pussy, man. Maddie. Yeah. There's a photo of the two of them kissing. I'm I'm looking get, at it. I'm I'm pretty whether or not they're together, yeah. I'm pretty sure Patrick Stewart is like out of the closet gay. 
now. Okay, well, Wikipedia says he's living with a woman. Well, yeah. Wikipedia also says that Joe Rogan and Brian Callen are brothers. Well, I'm just telling you, listen, there's a bunch of photos of them kissing, which is why people think they're gay together, but they did it as like some stunt at a fucking thing. So it's, uh, listen, you can Google it yourself. According to this, yeah. not gay. I can't. It'll screw everything up, but I'll, I'll do my homework. Yeah, on you it. do He's your due such diligence. He's a good actor, though. You'd think he was gay. <laughs> He's such a good actor. You'd think he was gay. Even Kevin Spacey, that's an interesting example. There you go, canceled. actually. He was gay, and he was like a leading, you know, I know he wasn't playing an action hero, but... But he was no, not out. Again, not action hero. And he wasn't out, also, exactly. Are you crazy? He was uh, Kaiser Sosa. That's not an action hero. He didn't have to fight anybody. He didn't have to save the day. He didn't have to uh, get the leading lady. He killed his own family to show the Russian mobsters what pain really was. That was all done in a silhouette. I know. I know. I'm trying to be ridiculous because I'm silly, unlike Fahim Anwar. <laughs> um, there was an interesting point where uh, he talked about lamenting being on Cameo. Yeah. And they played uh, the Charlie mm -hmm. Sheen, which sounds so sad. Ugh. And then just for a brief second, he mentioned Brian Callen does the cameo, but gives all the money to charity. Yeah. Did you notice that? Did you notice I that? I did. Once? I did, Kamar. So I meant still, to bring it up. There still may be life. There still may be life. Um, Fahim Anwar used the term data points too many times <laughs> in a conversation about comedy. <laughs> You're hilarious. Just want to well, put that out there. He is an engineer. He was an engineer. But that didn't suit him because he's a silly, he's a wild and crazy guy. Which brings me to the next point where he goes to Joe. He opens up and goes, hey, Joe, you know, I'm not really the life of the party. And I was like, who in their right mind would ever think you were the life of the party? What else you got, Kamar? Your, your um, shit fest is over? No. No, no, no. I've got I've got one more. But an interesting point. Uh, there, what are you shaking your head at, Simon? Something I have written down. Oh, sorry. Well, Simon has something to say. Huh? Oh, no. My bad. Um, it was interesting when they talked about YouTube comments. Yeah. And then Joe was like, well, I went to Spotify and said, put comments on mine. He said, well, if you put comments on yours, you've got to put it on. I was like, no, you don't. Just put it on mine. Joe sounded like a bit of a dick. Or is it just me? Uh, I don't think he sounded like a bit of a dick. I think what he was saying was, I'll take all the heat. Don't, not everybody has to, like, suffer from me having comments. Why do you think he sounded like a dick, Kay? Yeah. I think because he, maybe he's got the most number one podcast in the world, but... Uh, maybe other people want to take the smoke or take the heat, as you, you said it. It just seemed like do for one, do for all in this sort of uh, environment. Fair but, enough. I mean, I guess I, I take that back because he's the only one who's got video on his podcast. Yeah. And they did that just for him. Yep. Yeah. They wanted it to be an audio-only podcast, and his agent had to convince Spotify out of it. That it sounds fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's well, it that's goes, an agent you have for life. It goes a step further. They have to, dude. Right now, they're trying to figure out how to implement that video onto all platforms. Because think about it. 
I have Spotify on my PlayStation, can't watch Joe Rogan on there. I have Spotify on my Apple TV, can't watch him on there. But he tweeted out the other, not tweeted, he put on his Instagram last week that Spotify is currently working on getting it on all platforms. So think about the huge undertaking on their end. Never done video other than the little like, you know, loop giffy clips they do for certain songs. And now they have to figure out how to put up this guy's four hour podcast on all sorts of different platforms. It's nuts. To me, I'm like, you're a fucking, you paid him probably $700 million. Um, I think they can afford to hire the very best team to make this happen seamlessly. You know, I think they actually only gave him a hundred million dollars. Bullshit. They did. (laughs) I just listened to another thing with him where it was some older interview it just popped up on my phone for some reason where he's talking about um, somebody congratulates him on the $100 million, and he says, you don't know how much I got. Are you typing, Simon? No. Oh, no, but I think he just said that out of, you just do that, you know what I mean? You, you don't brag. I'd be surprised if it was anything under $500 million. Well, all we can do, all we can do is, is speculate. I, I don't know either. Hold on. You think um, you'd be surprised if it was anywhere sh- south of a half a billion dollars? Correct. No, no way. <clears throat> I think that's what it took to pry Joe from YouTube. I don't think it was. Uh... No, he wasn't. He wasn't unhappy with YouTube. He wasn't impressed or flattered by YouTube. So, but it was a lot of money for him. A year. Maddie did the money breakdown. Like, it's a fuck ton of money he gave away at YouTube. It has to be worth it for him. Well, he gave away he 40 million at YouTube. I mean, a year. He, so I don't, I don't know. He uprooted his whole fucking, I'm, I, I don't know, man. That's just one stupid guy's opinion. Well, well I thought he sounded like a bit of a dick. You guys didn't. So agree to disagree. <laughs> I, But I understand. They've done all this for him. They put the comments for him. There's really no point if there's no video component. That makes sense. My last point, Fahim Anwar finishes a podcast telling the exact same story he told the last time he was on about his dad shitting on him. Like, what are we doing here, Mr. New Material Hairbrained? I knew that was coming. I fucking knew it. I had zero problems with this This guy. This is for Simon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the listeners i just do my papers in disgust in the air <laughs> nicely done Kay. look i know it's not it will not serve me to dislike this person but it's just it's just the way it is boys who would you rather see do stand up sadiq or uh fahim sadiq thank you sadiq jamar neighbors or fahim Fahim. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Matt. Uh, Fahim. Whoa. Well, we have a split jury here. I um, urge you both to watch the material and get back to me. Jamar's too silly for my likings. Oh, we didn't hear you, Kamar. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I prefer silly than over analytical. Data points. So you don't like Neil Brennan then? No, that's just me. He's so subjective. Uh, some of Neil Brennan I like, some of it I don't. He's funny though. Great writer. Like Ian Edwards, I love. 
slow burn the comedy. It's all there's all different styles. I'd rather see Fahim than Brendan Shop. You know the guy. You know the guy from um, what, Silicon Valley. Yeah, which one? T.J. Miller. No, the other comedian, the dark guy. Oh yeah, um, he's on must, steroids now. You hate him, eh? Namil, Namil. No, I found out about him first through Silicon Valley for his comedy, so I got suckered in. But he's a bit of an SJW. Yeah, you hate him. I'm I, getting I, to I, the. I, I'm getting to the root of it. Oh no, you're trying hard. I don't. You, so, oh, I, you know what? The other thing they said they said they were going to do a sketch show called Goat Face about like, uh, as you say, Simon Brown guys. I'm like we're up because it's our time. It's all been done before. By who? Uh, Maz Jabroni and uh, forget the other two guys. Maybe Joe Coy was in on it. Anyways, no one, no one's uh, original. Everyone thinks they do their thing and their thing. Well, Joe Coy he, is from the Philippines. That's true. I made these just guys. His name in there to this try guy to is from Iraq. No, it was J- Maz Jabroni and Ahmed Ahmed and one other uh, brown guy, as it were. Right, right, um, right, right. Might right, have been right. No. In any event, uh, this guy's funny. He's just not funny enough to achieve the success he feels he deserves. And if he wow. keeps trucking, he will. <laughs> 18 years that, in. That's my assessment. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to watch his comedy before I can make any rash. Uh... Well, now that you've got your new policy, we won't have this problem yeah. in the future. Yeah, <laughs> ever, Kamar, ever again. I agree. I can't, uh, I can't call. I, you know what? I haven't even seen Jamar Neighbors. Maybe he's incredible on stage. Maybe his silliness is like perfect on stage. Have you seen him on, as The Wave? No. No. No, I haven't. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. outrageous. All right. Well, do you he want to rate a it? Fake mohawk, Maddie. I well, I saw him on the podcast. Outrageous! <laughs> Outrageous! I, I wish I'd done the research to know what I rated last time. But whatever I rated last time, I rate this one even lower. Even lower. Yeah. So listeners, go back and you'll know what my rating is. <laughs> I, I rated a three, like I said. I thought it was pretty good. I thought he did a good job. He never sounded like a dummy. He wasn't like overly conceited. I don't know what the <laughs> problem was. The Mars tale of two podcasts. Did you both rate it? Yeah. All right. I rated it a one. And I, I want Simon oh. to come back and retract all this when he um, listens to stuff and goes, oh my God, I was so wrong. You probably uh, Kamar. He probably won't. Listen to this guy. Nobody comes back and changes their mind more than me. True that, true that. That's true. You know what? You got to give him that. He's, uh, he's I'll a- accept I- your apology in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be email because I don't have a computer. <laughs> well, I don't accept those anyways. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it, uh, I'll give it a two and a half. Just right in the middle. Nothing too crazy. Not didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Just it know. wasn't over comic talk for you guys. Well, I felt like the week was kind of uh, was heavy on fight and comic talk, but you know, whatever. 
Also, not a white person on the show other than Jamie and Joe this week. Don't know if you noticed that. I forgot to mention that. He definitely had a diversity. We need some women next week. But he did mention that he felt he was darker than this guy. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. And then he gave us the whole Italian people being less when they first got here, which is interesting because it's kind of like what Jews are going through now, right? Mm -hmm. As we become whiter and more accepted. Well, it's even more interesting because you made me watch Gangs in New York or he did or they did where they talk about it, the way the Irish were treated. Right, yeah. Coming off the uh, boat having uh, garbage thrown at them and stuff. We're a confused bunch. That movie, man, like... Here we go. there, There is no movie I have to fast forward through more than that. Yeah, but like I'm, the love I'm story, fast forwarding there's... more through that than I am through Brokeback Mountain. You you're think you're you fast forwarding Brokeback. You're fast forwarding Brokeback to get to the gay scenes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so funny, is. Matt. Hey, oh, all right. Uh, are we done then? Is that a week? Oh yeah, we what a week it week. was. All right. Well, if you made it this far, that's incredible because this might have been the worst podcast we've ever done. The technical shit and the fucking texts. My birthday, the garbage. I'm sorry. We apologize. Thank you for bearing with us. The lockdown is supposed to end next week. If it does, we should be back in the studio, um, which would make this product a lot better. If not, I'm going to work out some audio shit where maybe the guys have mics at their house. We'll see. Um, Oh, I forgot. I forgot to say, Matt, it's not your birthday. It's the anniversary of your birthday. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Joe. My bad. <laughs> I'm. I agree with that, him. Though. I'm. I'm not one of those that people that gives true. a shit. I don't give a shit about my birthday. Um, what do I want to do? Oh yeah, we have uh, an Instagram and a Twitter. If you want to follow us on those, it's at J R E E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram at Kamar Bar. Uh, we also have a YouTube. We would love it if you went and subscribed. We're not doing videos right now because of this stupid fucking lockdown. But if you could go to YouTube.com/slash J R E E podcast. Hit that subscribe button. That's all we ask of you. You don't ever have to go back there again. You don't ever have to watch a video. Nothing. Just that easy. Hit subscribe. Help us out a lot. Uh, as well, we have a uh, Reddit page. If you want to join in on the conversation, reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast or r slash J-R-E-E podcast, however the fuck that shit works. And uh, the Patreon, of course. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. And uh, we would greatly appreciate it you'll get some extra content for that so uh stay tuned for the post joe there you go you get the post joe um okay guys this is obviously going out like well we're recording this two hours before the super bowl starts so let's uh let's quickly do some some solid picks here i, I picked the box you're going bucks. by three bucks by three bucks okay. by three so bucks you're going Defense. bucks bucks to cover definitely then and bucks by three simon what about you well, Matthew, thanks for asking. As a conspiratorial-minded individual, I think just shows you how rigged sports is. It just happens to be in Tom Brady's hometown or in uh, his team's town. This thing's going Tom Brady's way. Okay, so you're also choosing the Bucks to cover. Uh, I'm going the other way. I'm going Chiefs. Uh, I think the final score is going to be, let's say, 31-28 Chiefs. Actually, you know what? That's stupid because I bet on the final score. So let's say 31-20 Chiefs. There we go. 
Uh, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys have a Can great... I... Oh, go ahead, Simon. I'm just going to ask you a question, Maddie. You know, we all watched um, Icarus. Yeah. And we saw the lengths that a country will go to to make their sports teams better. Go on. And there isn't even that much money on the line. Yeah. I don't know. Just makes you wonder what they do when big dollars are on the line. Well, let me ask you a That's question. It. Just in closing, let me ask you a question. Because I, 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 this, I call this the Poker Stars conspiracy. There was always that conspiracy when Poker Stars was first around that it was rigged. I mean, people still say that all the time. Anyone who loses say it's rigged. I've mentioned it a few times myself for sure. Um, but the point is, Simon, is like Poker Stars could run a clean game and make so much cash. Right. So why bother cheating anyone when you can just make money? So I asked the same thing, like the Super Bowl is always going to be huge. Why bother cheating or getting an edge? Like, are you saying the teams are doing it or the at the league? Like, what are you saying? Mocha. I OK, know, I got gotcha. you. I haven't really given it that much thought, but uh, probably both. Probably both. OK. Walk down to Gorky Park on And especially, I don't know, especially if Tom Brady has like, or a guy like that, a figure like that has the ability to sway people's votes. I don't know, Matt. You tell me. Oh my God. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. <laughs>